Gorge. I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because <laughs> Rod and Karen are hot. <laughs> hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we're live on a Sunday morning Early, bright and early, ready to do some podcasting. We have some of our favorite people in the building, uh, like kind of in the building. We got we got like one in the building, and one's like in the back of the building with the lights off. Uh, we got Brandon Collins and Justin Brown from Medium Popcorn. What's going on, y'all? What's, What's going on? Good morning. Yeah, man. Good to see y'all. Uh, kind of, you know, good to see you, Brandon. Uh, good to hear you, Justin. Yeah. If anyone's watching this crowdcast That's later. Right. Hopefully you can turn the lights on. When we, update, when we upload this to YouTube, we'll just say Justin's in hiding. You know, he's been... Oh! Yo, look at this. Look at this, oh, everybody. Look at this. Look at this. You can see it. You can you see can, the pillows and everything. Head down. <laughs> Listen, man, I was troubleshooting over here. Hey, we love to see it, man. We're glad you stuck with it. Um, first of all, man, how have y'all been over at Medium Popcorn, man? Justin, you want to give an update? Because you don't want to sleep in your basement, it seems. With <laughs> <laughs> all the pillows and blankets. Listen, man, we doing good. We doing good. I ain't living in my, I ain't sleeping in my basement. You know, not every night, just sometimes, just sometimes. How's the we baby? all married, right? How's the baby? How's the baby, man? Uh, they're good, man. They're good. Uh, they're they're a lot. Yeah. They're a lot. I need to get these kids. You know, <laughs> tell them to somebody. Somebody wants some kids, please take them. <laughs> Oh man. Um well I feel like uh one, you guys are I'm a I'm a Patreon member of Media Popcorn. And so yes, thank you y'all are always Patreon. constantly cranking out content, man. Mm. Like whether it's just like the solo rants, whether it's like, you know, even pulling up like the old joints. I was listening to the menu today, you know, because I Oh yeah, yeah. Like I because I, I'm very particular, like I like to watch the movie and then listen to the review knowing the spoilers yeah so sometimes y'all do a review and it's before i have watched it and i'm like oh man i i I have to wait till i watch it and then with the with the menu i didn't go to the theater and i ended up watching on hbo like way later so when y'all put that back up it was just on time for me i was like oh yeah that is right what did they think about that (laughs) shit It's, it's all fresh to me so um how has the uh, the movie watching been as far as like, you know, y'all doing like festivals or y'all going to these cons and all this type of stuff? Because I see it's it's about that season. We got to start going to more cons. Uh, like we, yeah. I think that's a goal for next year. Um, film festivals have been kind of um, on yeah, the back burner right now just because mm-hmm. like for financial reasons, especially like for Toronto and, um, you know, Sundance and things like that. But uh, I did get to see a few things at Tribeca, but that even was kind of like lackluster this year. Um, I mean, it's just been a weird time for the industry because of the strikes right. and everything. So it's just it's not a top priority right now, which is. Yeah. How is the strikes? Plus. How have the strikes affected y'all's interviews? Because y'all used to get some dope interviews of like people promoting their movies and, and TV shows and stuff like that. But I know a large part of the SAG strike has been like, they don't want actors really doing that. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like um, the last interview I did was with, uh, for Africa was Anton Fuqua for equalizer three, which mm. it was dope to talk to him. But at right. the same time, you could tell he wasn't used to being the one doing the interviews that right. goes on Denzel. 
Um, but it was still dope to be that close in proximity to, to Denzel. Right. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. But um, yeah, it's been it's been a dry summer in regards to like content. I think the last actor interview, ironically, was Idris. That wow, I, uh, I that is five. ironic. Yeah. yeah. Wow, he's he's yeah. promoting Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven Phantom Livery. <laughs> now, uh, hey, so um, when have y'all tried to get anybody to scab? Like, have y'all been like, look? I need- <laughs> Just go ahead and do the no, interview, don't bro. Do that. Don't do that. We need the content right now. Denzel, come do it. Not actively, but I definitely put out some feelers like, hey, if this person has nothing to do right now. Yeah. Well, come on the podcast talk- and talk about something old. Yeah, because <laughs> they don't have to talk about a project they're working on. They could just right. talk about anything. Right. Um, but a lot of them, a lot of actors were told, like, don't do any type of right. media. So. You know, just that, to be on the safe bit, uh, side, they was like, "We don't want to. You don't want to get caught." They somebody yeah. asked the wrong question. You fuck around, don't know the rules, and it's a problem. So it just is, don't and go. It's, and it's hard to keep that stuff straight in your head. I'm sure. Right. Being like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like what I'm working on now. With oh fuck, uh, I mean, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's dope, man. I think also, Brandon, you've been doing the circuit. You know, I've been listening to you on Three Guys On. Mm-hmm. Of course, Comedy Outliers is back. Mm-hmm. And I feel Dang. like Elephant in the Room, I have to ask you about it now that you're on the show because we're big supporters of Drunk uh, Black History. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Drunk Black History is is kind of defunct Black History right now. It's not it's not <laughs> what it is. It's not, it's not, it's not happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the full like um, story about what happened uh, and why I'm, I'm no longer part of the iteration y'all know and love of a uh, Drunk Black History, that's in the Comedy Outliers podcast. I think the episode's called... Everyone Across- listen, pay attention. Pay attention. I think it's Go called on. Across the Negroverse, part yep. two. Part two. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, because we set it up. Um, long story short, uh, unfortunately, a show was booked without my knowledge, and it used my likeness. Uh, a lot of the hard work I put in for like promotional materials, I found out out of nowhere. Um, and it was kind of like a, what's the problem? Um, <laughs> so that became a whole different discussion. And so... You know, I, I work with people that I love to collaborate with, that I can trust. And unfortunately, I just found out I was in a partnership where that wasn't a key factor. And so that's why I had to step back on my end. Yeah. Um, so if you like see like the official Drunk Black History social media, you'll see like posts in the past that I posted that about how whatever's happened in Boston later this month. That's not affiliated with the work I do, all that stuff. Um, so unfortunately, yeah, Drunk Black History is is uh, no more but that allows me to spend more time dedicated to medium popcorn and watching terrible movies with my boy justin yeah yeah um, that's how we do it and so like justin did you were you like happy you were like fine yes let's go <laughs> it's time for jay brown to no. come up <laughs> my turn is- <laughs> nah nah. <laughs> nah i mean because you know i actually love the drug black history yeah. show and you know i've 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 pretty much gone to to all of them and, you know, of course, and I know both parties. So, right. you know, I want to see my brothers rise together. And uh, when all that went down, I was actually kind of disappointed yeah, uh, in, in certain people that they weren't able to keep their shit together. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it, it, it was tough. It was tough. It's sad. You it know, was tough for me. As, as I, a- I kind of looked at Justin, too, as a barometer, like, if I'm fucking crazy, you know what I mean? Because, right. like. I do know I have like only child syndrome sometimes where I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then I just like walk away. <laughs> right. Um, but like, you know, because Justin and I have worked for a, for a long time, not just in this podcast, yeah. but we also did a sketch comedy group together for a long time. Like, mm. yeah. And but like that required a lot of coordination, not just rehearsals, but like, hey, this bar show wants us to do a sketch, which right. that's a lot harder to coordinate than just doing a stand up 
performance. Right. You know yep. what I mean? Like uh, corralling actors and knowing you're not getting paid at all. Right. Not even drink tickets. Oh, my um, God. But we made it happen. And so I'm like, I'm not crazy and thinking like this isn't a good use of my time anymore if I can't trust somebody. Right. Right. I mean, um, I, think, yeah. I think it's good, though, that it's like if it's going to be some type of falling out over something between black dudes, I'm glad that it's like a comedy show. No one's going to get shot. You know, I'm not right. worried about. No, no, no. Nigga, you never know. You never know. <laughs> I mean, no, no, nobody's gonna come out with a diss. What's the last time? What's the last time we had a comedy shooting? It's been a while. You yeah, know, it's been so a while. Up, I think it was Buckwheat on SNL, right? Yeah, it's, so it's uh, been a while. It was something with Cat Williams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably, I think Mike Epps might have shot a nigga. I don't know. It's just allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Um, but I just feel like you know, it's it's a, it's a safe beef. But I've, I I am sad because. You know, we've done Drunk Black History. I've done it in person. Yes, we right. obviously watch it. And um, also just, you know, not going into the full details, but just uh, Brandon being the producer side of things for people. I think it's just easy for people to take that shit for granted, man. Yep. Like, motherfuckers really be feeling like, because, you know, I've done stuff with Brandon before where it's like, he'll get it down to just show up on time, have your shit together and rock and roll as easy as possible for you and I'll take on all the stress of like I hope this motherfucker show up oh god uh, the, the, the crowd is doing this uh, the, 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 what's wrong with the drink special you know like he'll do all the sweating in the background and all you gotta do is just be you and and like do your shit and so um, like when I did Drunk Black History in New York like I had did all the research and stuff but I got there there's a three pages of re- like listen if you don't know your shit I know the shit Here's the shit. Like it's all that stuff is work, is yeah. what I'm saying. Right. Venues. Yeah, it's so stressful. Yeah, venues is work. Uh guest booking is work. And I think sometimes when people like have someone do that work, you just start feeling like, oh, it's easy. It's like, no, it's not easy. You just haven't had to coordinate all that shit. And so it doesn't just come together by like, I'll book a show and by the time it gets here, it'll be done. It's like Nah, niggas, that's work. And yeah. So it's yep. going to look different yes. if I don't do it. And then the last thing I'll say is, as a person that produces this podcast and our live events and stuff, there's a type of experience that I want people to associate with what we do. Correct. So yep. it's not just that the, like, we could be doing a black, the we could be doing the Blackout Tips live at a club every fucking week in Charlotte. Yes, we could. We could be doing it. should be. I, I, but I want it to feel like something when we do it. I yes. want people to be like, yeah, this shit is special. Like, okay, they might not be doing another one of these for a few months. So I need to get my tickets. I want to be there and I need the venue to feel a certain way for our customers. Yeah, because need... we're, we're very... You don't want to be oversaturated. You don't yeah, want to oversaturate it, it, Yeah, and it need to feel, it just need to feel a certain yeah. vibe. And if you can feel the difference when like, it's like, oh, no, nah, these niggas didn't really put this one together the same. You know right. I mean? And on top of that, when you are the person organizing, the person doing kind of all the invisible behind the scene work, you have a particular vision. And sometimes people don't even actually understand the vision that you have like mm-hmm. in your mind. And yep. even when we do our live shows, we're even particular about venues. Like we're not going to work with just anybody because we want to be sure it's the best thing for us and the best fan experience you know because the venue we picked we picked that venue for a reason and it when we first seen that ven- venue we stepped into it and me and Roger just envisioned was like oh this is perfect and for i think what we're trying to do and also like just with your name being on a marquee right it feel different when you're not in like some level of control because i don't be wanting to vouch for mm. that shit 
Like like we like we've done like a live show at like a conference or something before. It's like we're gonna have a con. And I'm like, hey, listen, get your tickets. This. But just letting y'all know, like we don't. This control. ain't us. Yeah, like <laughs> yep. these don't motherfuckers control. is just doing a podcast conference, and we happen to be one of the podcasts. Yes. This ain't the same <laughs> as. Buy your ticket. You'll be sitting in this row. Drink specials will be this. This will be mm-hmm. where the parking is. I don't know any of that shit, but I mm-hmm. hope y'all have a good time. So, right. Yeah, I, f- I feel you. And uh, I think it's, you know, unfortunately, you're in a position where you almost have to come out and talk about it publicly because yep. your name is on this shit. Yeah, people going to be. Happen. That was what was happening. Yeah. And, yeah, that- yeah. and people are going to be asking you. And that's the thing. Anything with your likeness and your image on it, you're going to get asked questions. So eventually you're going to have to address this. And I feel like the a lot of times the producer and the people that do the behind the scenes things like a car. Everybody gets in that car and always drive it. But nobody cares until the tire go flat. Then you want to fix a flat. Until the engine don't work, <laughs> then you want that bitch to run. What well, it's like the, the, the behind the scenes shit got to happen in order for the car to move. Yeah. Yep. So... Um, but yeah, I mean, the good news is we can still get drunk and yes. we can still read oh, black yeah. history books. Like that's, I just, pull, I just get <laughs> black history books now and go get a fifth. And it's, you know, it's not the same. It's no, not the same. But I'm learning and I'm drunk. Yes. <laughs> uh, but so that leaves more time for like comedy outliers, medium popcorn. Mm-hmm. What are you? What are you doing? What different with medium popcorn now that you have this time and you know ability to do more? Well. Well, we're going back to the stage. We're doing a live show on Friday, October 27th at you know the St. Mark's Theater as part of the Frigid uh, NYC's Days of the Dead Festival. We haven't done a live show since, like, even before the pandemic. So this is incredibly exciting. Actually, our last live show was 2018. Mm. Yeah, man. That's the year I got married. That's crazy. Yeah, that, that was because um, Paula was pregnant with Jackson. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, that we did Candyman, too. Yeah, Candyman too. So, Jeff- and this is how much I love the dude who we won't talk about yeah. regarding Black History. He was on that show with us. Yeah, yeah. And we booked him as a guest because he's a fun guest to have on. Like, it's like I'm yeah. constantly thinking about this person. So, anyways, but that was a fun show. We're definitely looking yeah. forward to doing a Friday Thirteenth. Jason takes Manhattan, which I've never seen. <laughs> I've just seen different clips of it, and I'm like, "Why is this part of the same fucking movie?" Like, wow. wait, is that is that the one where the black dude fights him on the roof? Yeah, yep. Oh, be, nigga, be oh, that's the one. That's the one. That's gonna, oh, that's gonna be good. That's gonna be good. That's gonna be fun. So, so behind the scenes stuff, like uh, Brandon and I were going back and forth, like, "Hey, what movie are we gonna do?" and things like that. And I was just like, "Yo, we should look at Jason Takes Manhattan." He was just like, I don't know, because it's like the eighth movie in, in the series. Yeah, we right. do it like, sequels for the live shows. Like we haven't even done the first one sometimes. So it's like weird. <laughs> but, number two. But, but like I said, the brand was like, hey, like, you know, it doesn't matter because Jason, every movie is his own thing. Right. Right. Yes. Every movie is his own thing. I said, and you got the roof, the, the nigga boxing Jason on the roof. Yes. Like yes. that's com that's all a comedy. That's the you one, need, dog. Right? I didn't- I didn't know that that was the same movie. Like, I'm just like, it's almost like that No Disrespect movie on Tubi where you oh, see God. all these different clips online. You're like, is this the same movie? Like, what? Right. How does this make sense? Right. <laughs> Who's putting these scenes together? What's tying them together? But uh, nah, Jason Takes Manhattan, I don't, I'm not even a horror movie person, but I've seen Jason Takes Manhattan. I feel like it's almost like a rite of passage as a black person to see that one because... The other ones are just like campers getting, you know, horny teenagers getting beat up. But Jason yep. takes Manhattan. That you know, brother on the roof. That I, I, I've, I was in the theater, 
and it was visceral. It was like watching a ba- boxing match. Like for thirty, for like for like three minutes. Every I was in the black theater for like three minutes. The entire crowd believed that that brother could beat Jason. For three, yeah. that happens in every that happens in like every other Friday Thirteenth movie. I think like there was the Jason. I did say Jason in space. Okay, and I remember there's a black oh, dude that was fighting him. And then the black dude got stabbed by Jason. He's like, it's going to take a lot more than that to take a brother out. <laughs> and then Jason put the machete through his chest. He's like, that'll do it. And I was like, damn. <laughs> I thought this brother that's had a chance. Hilarious. That's just that's, then, just that's just them trying to capitalize off, J- off of Jason in Manhattan. That's, they were yeah. just biting and then The reboot had a similar moment where I think the black dude got a few licks in, yeah. was running out. And I remember the theater being like, yes. And mm. then Jason just grabs a hatchet and throws it. Damn. And just his brother yeah. in the back. So I'm like, oh, well, he, never mind. If Jason wants you, Jason's going to get yeah, you. Yeah, he's going to get That's you. That's what it comes down to. I did like Jason X, the one where he uh, goes over to the Nation of Islam. And, uh, changes, I don't think that's how that goes, Change his last name and, uh, you know. Uh, was, was, was selling them bean pies before he stabbed him. Start killing white people for no reason. Um, At so, the end, Exhibit picks him up in a new pimped-out ride. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, Jay. I got you. I got you. Nah, I'll put some shetties in the, in the trunk. <laughs> what was the moment? We're gonna go to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. <laughs> Damn, chicken to Roscoe. <laughs> Jason having but a no, but for real though, What was the longevity on those pimp my ride cars? Like I feel like they never last. Like they would probably never last more than a year because of all the tech inside. Right, the maintenance well, would be insane. All the extra bullshit was definitely not going to work that long. Yeah. <laughs> the it, the it was, battery is uh, going to drain in it a was week. Always, I have a oh, fish yeah. tank in my car. How long do you think that's going to last? Yeah, it was <laughs> It was always two things that didn't go together, like an expensive radio stereo system and a fish tank. You know, it's like, I don't think oh, water, yeah. I don't think water should be next to the motherfucking electronics. Yo, know, imagine you're trying to take a date onto your pimp car and stuff from the show, and it's a fish take, but all the fishes are dead. Dog. And the girl's just like, all your fish are dead. He's like, yeah, I can't get them out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, dog, I would love. had to open up the case. Right? This is a great SNL sketch of someone <laughs> that still has their pimp my ride car 20 years later. <laughs> That is just, but it's all fucked up now because they couldn't have keep up the maintenance. That shit would be oh, that's amazing. So funny. That is so fucking shit, funny. Shit, Thinking about like with twenty parts. years later. The, yes, oh, oh, that's a show. Yeah, uh, that, I've been oh, watching yeah. that shit. Yeah, uh, and it, it'd be hilarious. You end up taking it uh, to somebody because you know nobody's going to specialize in this bullshit. So you're gonna have to take it to like the the man where you were like, hey, fix this for like a six packs of Cool's Light or some shit. Because yep. you know the Honda place gonna be like, well, the first the, shit the first thing I would do is have the person show up to the fix my ride shop. But it's closed now. Mm. Like they're like yeah, exactly. they're like we couldn't. We had a bad business model. We were putting <laughs> millions of dollars worth of shit in poopties, and y'all weren't even paying for it. So like we, no one else wanted this service. It was only for the TV show. So we're out of business. Good luck getting your neon, uh, <laughs> the neon cage fixed in the back of your car. <laughs> So, you know, I got and then you take it to a Jamaican. <laughs> you just take it to a random Jamaican <laughs> <Yeah>. dude. <laughs> well, I got a shot Lakita who said, after the pimping. That's one of the yes. funniest. Yes. Yes. After, yes. after the pimping. <laughs> I want to watch that. I want to watch that. Exhibit's like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> this man called us from 2001. 
<laughs> half the show is people just just uh, taking their cars to exhibits lawn and just leaving them. <laughs> people people on the street laughing at your car now, you know, because like it was cool twenty years ago, but like now they'd be like, "This motherfucker got spinning rims." Like that ain't even cool your, no more. What the resale value is just in the, the garbage yeah. because you can't do anything. Oh it's like God. it's like that scene from "I'm gonna get you, sucker" when the pimp gets out of jail. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be like you get in your pimp my ride. Everybody's like five stars. No one does that anymore. <laughs> uh, after the pimping, yeah, I want to see that. Um, uh, speaking of wanting to see stuff, man, what's we're almost at the end of the year. I feel like it's Oscar bait time. Mm-hmm. What are the uh-huh. movies y'all looking forward to before the end of the year? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, we're seeing Rustin. We're seeing a screening yeah. for Rustin on Thursday, which Coma Domingo is supposed to be phenomenal in that. Uh, shout out to that man. He's one of the nicest people I've met in L.A. I've yeah, got to meet him. He's, he's I've a, never heard anything bad about him. Mm-mm. Yeah, he's dope. He and his husband, like, they're like the nicest people in the world. Yeah. Um, then we, I think, you know, Color Purple hopefully is still coming out this year. Mm-hmm. I think it's still slated for December. I'm looking forward to that. But other than that, that's really... Mm. That's really it. And Color like, Purple supposed to be like a musical or something, right? This yeah, time? it's a musical adaptation. Okay. Yeah, but the last movie that Justin and I were both like equally hyped for was Turtles: uh, Mutant Mayhem. Yeah, Mutant Mayhem. Oh yeah, and I like that. that. Yeah, we enjoyed yeah, that. Dope. So that was kind of it. Like yeah, yeah. egg and it's, cheese. Yeah, it's been slow. Like with with everything going on, it's been like slow. Because me and Roger, we are like adamant as far as like going to the movies. So it was a time where. We were getting all these trailers, and after a while, we would go to the movies. It'd be like three trailers. I was like, "Oh, nothing's coming out." <laughs> like two trailers to the movies. You'd be like, "Oh, yep. what's happening here?" What about you, so, Justin? I'm surprised that Brandon didn't bring this up. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm legitimately surprised I'm that shocked. he did not bring up the fact that Good Burger Two is supposed to mm-hmm. be dropping this year. I don't think they finished it. I don't think they finished. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, okay. I think it, I think yeah, it stopped it was right before this. November eleventh. Mm. Yeah, it's supposed to start at drop November. Yeah, we would have been seeing trailers. Trust me, I would be yeah. posting that shit every day. Yeah, for October. <laughs> yeah, we'd have been seeing trailers. I, now. I'm kind of looking forward to the Killers of the Flower Moon, man. I actually, that shit look like it could. Yeah, be actually, I am too. Like uh, knowing that story, like yeah. if you know about the Osage County murders and and what white people did to the indigenous people, and you know Leo gonna be doing some seeing acting. The, seeing yeah. the trailer, like, because at first when I was like, when I heard about the idea, of it, I was like. Uh, Scorsese even gonna fucking do this right? But when I be yeah. seeing that trailer, I'm like, oh, these white people evil as fucking yeah, this trailer. They, they was fucking that's people the, up. That's the only way the movie can work is if you don't pull your punches on these white folks. You gotta mm. let them be evil. And so I, I'm kind of excited about that. 
I've heard good things about especially Lily Gladstone and, of course, Leo. Yeah. Um, my thing with that is that it's Scorsese's longest film. Mm-hmm. And I think the trailer gives a different impression of the pacing of the movie. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot slower than the trailer makes it seem. Okay. And so for me, yeah. I'm just kind of like, yeah, all right, I got to watch another three hour plus. But I'm definitely like infatuated with the history and right. just, you know, being true to what happened to these people. Yeah. Right? And, and, and so as long as it does that, I'm. What do you think about the Marvels and the fact that it's going to be Marvel's shortest runtime film coming up soon? Is that do anything for y'all is good or bad to know that it's the shortest one? No, well, I, I think of first, I think we, we had to know that it was going to be the shortest uh, run film because it's ran by three women mm-hmm. and um, directed by a black woman. Yeah, so they they weren't gonna give it any any real love. <laughs> That's hilarious. We we know we know, but I mean, I think it'll still. I hope that it's a hit because yeah. I think for Nia DaCosta, that will put her on a different level. Um, and I think it would hopefully shut down all the fucking haters of Brie Larson and like these female characters and stuff mm-hmm. and like the Changing Guard. Um, I still think that the Marvel the MCU brand is heavily. I don't want to say diluted, but it's just been, it has not been good quality. Mm-hmm. Like Secret Evasion, man, I don't know what happened there, but mm. it started off so good. It started off very strong. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of that, like the end of it, you're like, wait, what? Like, yeah, what's think, going on? Why thing, does she have all these powers? The thing for me with the Marvel stuff is that it's been over 10 years now. And so the stuff we're getting is n- no longer going to be just like the people whose names you know and recognize. Like, they're having to introduce mm-hmm. people and concepts, and it's getting to the more marginalized people stories, like right. women, yeah. Muslims, gay people. Um, and I'm excited for the Marvels. I still love Marvel shit. I I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck. Like, um, and and I did think Secret Invasion was let down, but I still same. like the idea of like, oh, a new Marvel movie. It still gets me going. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I'm gonna see that one for sure. You know. Um, it, they almost could put the movies out with no trailers and not go see them because I, I don't really give a fuck. But with the run lift on this one, it actually made me kind of like excited for it because my biggest complaint of the last few times they've done movies is they're too, too long. Too long. Like Ant Man shouldn't have been mm. as long as yeah, it was. Like, like, like there are some oh, movies. Yeah. There are yeah. some movies that they could have cut, and it's also one of the things where. Uh, I like the way, Brandon, you just did your critique because you was like, hey, I don't like, I didn't like Secret Invasions. I didn't like this. I didn't like that. What you did not say, and which is one of my pet peeves, is it's Marvel fatigue. Now, I get Ooh. enraged when people say that because I was like, oh, oh it's, it's fucking it. fatigue now that it's not about the white men. It's fucking fatigue now. You know what I'm saying? That we not talk about Captain America and Thor and Hulk. It's fatigue now. You know, so mm. for me, that's kind of my peppy. Like, I don't mind people criticizing it because it's not everybody things. And also, you are now, you have people, put like this, Marvel bought non-comic book readers into a comic book world, okay? Yep. For the movies. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And comic book readers going, oh, this is how comic book goes. You're going to have these highs. You're going to have these lows. You Like, it's up, it's down, it's all around. Shit's connected and all type of shit. And so people that are movies, people watch movies, they go, oh, it's another one. It's another one. It's another one. It's another one. Yes, bitch, it goes on forever. This is what happens in this world. Yeah, Um, I just wanted to say, too, like, um, Eternals was two hours and 36 minutes. 
Uh, yep. Ant Man is is well over. Is like two hours and five minutes. An hour forty five minutes sounds to me like an intriguing prospect, and I kind of think yes. that's what's to me. That's what is missing from the Marvel universe is back when it kind of started. You would have movies that were a little off the beaten path, but they weren't like it's off the beaten path. But we're gonna throw uh, Kang and and Thanos and all this shit. They'd be like, listen, it's. Ant Man's yeah. an hour forty minutes. That's all it needs to be. It's a right. tight story. It's funny. Yep, exactly. And that's and I I hope they get as, back to that. Yeah. As long as the story is good and the writing is solid, I think for me, like that's obviously what I learned, like being out yeah. of Universal for a year, like really learning the deep like fundamentals of screenwriting. Mm-hmm. But like you know, when you the, the reason why I think Guardians Three was such a success is that one. James Gunn got to close the the loop on everything, right? Right. But then it's also just solid writing. Right. And I think when you get to Ant-Man 3 and things, it feels sloppy. It feels like a lot mm-hmm. of stuff is shoehorned in. Yes. I mean, if you think about Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse is a t- it's a, one of the longest animated films mm-hmm. ever released in the United States. But it doesn't feel like it because they no. pack so much in to mm-hmm. the real estate on the page that it's it's beautiful and it feels tight. Yep. Like by the time it gets to the end, people are like, damn, this is over already? Yep. Yeah, and and also with Ant Man three, I feel like it lost some of the heart from one and two. Because me and Roger talked about this, mm. you know, because in one and two, what was a big thing? His crew, you know, like you know yep. the, the crew yep. of people that was around him, and they literally was not in this. And I was like, well, that's the heart of Ant Man. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought Ant Man three lost something uh, by them trying to make it like the Kang movie. It just mm-hmm. it just lost a little something because I, at least for me, make Kane look like a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that that part that dope. part didn't didn't bother me as much because I thought Kang was like dope as fuck until like the last like three minutes when he got to lose. You know that mm-hmm. which, you know how that to, yeah. <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, um, and then they show like the ninety million Kangs and shit. And if you've been watching like Loki and all that stuff, it like. You know, you you get you get a little hype because you're like, oh, oh, one one nigga took an L, but that don't mean nothing. Like <laughs> these other motherfuckers getting to come in. But um, the other point though is, what it lost like to me a lot of the stuff that made it cute and quirky was that Ant Man was not the big hero. He wasn't. Mm-hmm. He wasn't galaxy trotting and all the shit. He was very like. Hey, we need to steal something from a company, <laughs> and I'm gonna get Ti and, and Michael Pena, and we're gonna fucking like get the Russian dude, and we're gonna do. And it's like all that cute shit, you know, ants playing drums and shit like that. It just felt like they they were just like, nah, let's green screen it and make this a big old almost spacefaring type of adventure. And it didn't it didn't hit the same for me as far as the feels of the first two films. Right. It, yeah, I can say it wasn't well, bad, yeah. but, you know, that's kind of was my kind of knock against it. I think the main thing that Marvel was doing at one point, it was just like, oh, this movie's a heist movie. This movie is um, like a political drama. This movie is this kind of thing. This movie is that. So they're, they're yes. giving you all these different genres yes. and, you know, and just attaching a character to them. Right. And like you said, well, the moment they stepped away from Ant-Man is a heist movie yes. and, you know, Thor is this, it, it just st- slowly started to break down. Yeah, I But agree. I will say, did y'all catch the first um, episode of Loki? Yeah, Season two? Mm-hmm. Yo, solid. Solid. Yeah, I love. I mean, Loki is good. Loki's yeah. really good. Loki Loki's the thing where um, uh, I like I love Loki, but it's also so quirky and full of Easter eggs. I have to watch like a YouTube new rock stars thing after yeah. each one because I, I like I need somebody to go in there and be like, 
okay, so we saw this and they talked about the time travel here. That's kind of like when they talked about it in season one. You're like, oh, yeah, okay, as long as it's yeah. consistent, I can like work with it. Cause, cause Loki be breaking my brain sometimes. <laughs> like, I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I do think there were some things in season one, though, and this is where I kind of like was like, oh, they, this, they're doing their own thing. They kind of don't give a fuck, which I appreciate it. But also mm-hmm. it kind of negated the Infinity Saga mm-hmm. was when he was at the what was it? The T, the TSA, TVA or whatever. Yep. And TBA and the guy has the Infinity Stones as like paperweights. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. But they said time worked differently in the TVA, man. And now so far they've been showing it, which is dope because um, time in the TVA is is almost like time in the um, in Back to the Future. Whereas mm. all the other Marvel time travel has been like, uh, you know, you just created a different fucking universe, right? Uh, <laughs> and so this is the this is the one place where you where you actually like can go back in time, talk to somebody, and they remember it later. Anyway, um, I don't want to spoil one, too much one quick of it. thing about the MCU though. Yeah, I did have to. I want to pause it to this group. Mm. When did they start bringing all this together? I think that that's what really gives me hesitation when I think about all the different like Moon Knight and like. Werewolf by night, like all these different things now, like mm. Shuri. I'm like, how do they bring this all together for King? Because I don't see the way that they did for the Infinity Saga, mm. where they were slowly inching towards this the reason what's why everyone's going to come together to fight this big bad. Mm-hmm. We still haven't gone there yet. And I'm also like, when are Loki and Thor going to see each other again? Well, it depends on how the verdict to Jonathan Major's trial goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel yeah. like that's probably hanging over everything bigger than what like any movie decision is like because if this nigga gets found like straight up guilty they gonna have to eject man i just can't see them pushing through with this because it feels like uh and they have all the tools to like recast and all all that's built into the universe already but i feel like there's a holding pattern right now where they're like let's see what happens with this kang shit because this motherfucker's supposed to be the new thanos so I, I think that actually, well, it seems like that the Jonathan Majors thing may actually be dismissed as some, and it may not even go that far into trial. But like, like you said, who knows? Right. But uh, yeah, I don't think they want to bet the universe on that yet. Nope. So they mm-hmm. probably they probably ain't writing to like, and then Shuri meets up with Moon Knight, and we about to take on Kang. They ain't they ain't wrote that one yet. Honestly, I think they already have. Because if you think about it, if if uh, if they were so worried about it at this point, they wouldn't have uh, gone ahead and done season release season two the way that they already did. I think but, that's so, already been filmed. Yeah, that, that like they didn't have true. a choice. Like that yeah. shit's been filmed, and they had the the writers and and the um, actor strike, so they can't even do the like. Well, shit. We'll just wait. We'll a make, reshoot. Yeah, we'll we'll right. reshoot to put new content out. So. This I think they would replace him afterwards if shit goes as bad as it's looking. But um yeah, I just find I we'll see what happens, but I think that shit, even if they've written it, there's a reason that we're not getting like, you know, they started filming or they or like this director is talking about we think <laughs> we'll start filming in the first quarter of 2024 because everybody yeah. knows like this motherfucker get found guilty. These Marvel nerds don't want to hear that. From what I've heard is that they are replacing the previous writers for King Dynasty mm-hmm. and Secret Wars. I think that they're pivoting, mm-hmm. like kind of to what you're saying, Rod. I think they're trying to just have contingency plans in place. Yeah. You need them. Um, you need, you need it. Yeah, yeah. But also it's like some of these actors you're finding out are problematic. Like the dude that played um, 
uh, Namor. Yeah, you know he got caught up with some stuff. It went away real quick, right? But we never yeah. like learned the outcome of like those accusations. You but know I, mean? I know. So, listen, I'm not saying it's good or bad, but I know they were so thankful that shit came out in Spanish publications <laughs> yep. and not English. Because <laughs> yeah. I saw the shit and I could, I was like, oh, I need a translator to tell me exactly what, what he's happened? accused of. And so I was reading kind of secondhand, like. We translated mm. the article, and here's what we think it's saying, uh, and it's and it's like translated from someone's like Instagram post, so it's almost like third hand information at that point. Right. And I yep. was like, yeah, they lucky like Rolling Stone hadn't gone down there and start fucking interviewing people because that's that's when the <laughs> shit heats up in America when motherfucking Rolling yep. Stone comes out. Um, but yeah, uh, I, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that stuff. Um, what do y'all think about James Gunn and the DCU? He's trying to like fix that. It's a little, I think it's a little confusing to the casual the fans, fan, but yeah. I, you know, we are, you know, we're movie buffs. So we, I think I kind of know some of the direction he's going, like who's safe and who's not. But what do y'all think about that overall change over there? First, uh, first of all, all I want to say is I enjoyed Blue Beetle. Me too. And mm-hmm. yeah, I very much enjoyed Blue Beetle. <laughs> I hope they continue uh, with that character, mm-hmm. but I feel like there's nobody safe at this point because <laughs> Blue Beetle was already in like yeah. it was all already in the works before he came on mm-hmm. and it and if they just wiped Blue Beetle off the map, mm-hmm. that would be a travesty. Yeah. But he after- said he's keeping that actor. Like yeah. it may not be the same Blue Beetle we met, but he, he the actor staying in place as Blue Beetle. Good. Yeah. Well, they should keep that entire cast together. I agree. Yeah, I, agree. I, think they, yeah. Yeah, I, I very much enjoyed it. But on the other uh, side of it, after watching, um, uh, was it Flash? Mm. I, I'm I'm kind of good. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> like, I'm I'm, I'm kind of good. I think they need to take a, take some time and just hang off of everything DC. You know, just start pumping out the shows for for Max. You know, work yeah. on the DC animated universe because it, it, whatever's happening over there at this point, uh, I'm I'm kind of not interested. The, and mm-hmm. and the, the thing about outside the, of a Batman movie, outside of a Batman movie, the thing about the Flash is this. DC is an example of what not to do. Like, like Mar- Marvel is mm-hmm. looking at them going, we're not doing that bullshit. We're not having writers and directors and shit come out telling you that this is the best thing ever. And we're going, nigga, everybody see what he doing, what they're doing, I'm sorry. And they're getting arrested like every other week, making mm-hmm. national news. Like, we're hearing all types of stories. Like, y'all had a chance to actually disassociate yourself from him them i'm sorry and y'all opted not to and that's a problem and then the movie came out and it sucked so people are like y'all put all y'all apples here and presented it to us and act like it was good and it was i think the worst part is that blue beetle paid for the sins of the flash and some of the movies that came before it because the promotion to me is where dc is the most like shady like yes where they do this Ooh. thing where the movie is mid but then the promotion will be like tom cruise says uh <laughs> tom cruise says yeah that was insane yeah the yeah. flash is why that cinema was, was made <laughs> yeah the stephen king saying it was fantastic i was like this is weird like you're getting like, y'all didn't even watch this time. movie why are y'all lying to the people well well uh, the but, the thing i'm trying to point out though is when people did see blue beetle and they actually did like it 
it was like people going, yeah, but did is it really good though? Like, because okay, before, because it's like you just burned us like two or three movies in a row. Yeah, like, they did. You know, yeah. well, you got Kevin. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I have it on good authority about Aquaman two. I can't tell you how, okay. but it's garbage. And so they really should have released Aquaman two before Blue Beetle because you now you have a little good, little bit of goodwill from some people, and they're gonna see that shit and it go right back to like being like this is all garbage. I literally wrote down. You have all these white guys running it. I literally wrote down while we were talking Aquaman two because I'm like all this Blue Beetle shit is fitting to go right down like right Mm -hmm. down the drain because I I know James Gunn says he thinks he's keeping Momoa and he's and I'm like. But when this shit flop, it, are you still keeping them? Like you, you really not gonna have to reevaluate because if y'all aren't keeping like some of these other people with the flop ass movies, y'all not keeping Gal Gadot with the with Wonder Woman two flopping. Y'all not, y'all not putting her on the list of people that are safe. Like I feel like maybe you need to reevaluate the entire Snyderverse. And the reason I would keep Blue Beetle is because it wasn't the Snyderverse. Like that, that's true. It just yeah. didn't have any Snyderverse yeah. vibes to it. It didn't really seem to even relate to that shit. So I feel like you could grandfather in the Blue Beetle shit, but I would leave everybody else. No offense to y'all actors, I'd leave everybody the fuck else out. And yep. and also I think for me, maybe the way I look at it, because the Flash was technically a Flashpoint. And for people that know that, a lot of times the universe is reset. So I do not know why Aquaman could not came could not have came out prior to the Flash. Yeah, and just kind of and just kind of no get it, just kind of not well, funny, get it out hold of on, the way. Hold on. That's assuming a level of competence. Like this is the thing we've been so with Marvel. There's a level of competence where we're like, I wonder what the plan is. We don't say they don't have a plan. We just go, I wonder what they're planning over there. How are they going to do that? We mm. we know someone's thinking about it. We just don't know what exactly what tech. When it comes to like DC, I don't think there's a, really a cogent plan that, ever. That makes sense. James Gunn is there to be the first person to have a plan. This people forget this Flash movie was supposed to come out years ago. Yes, it, yeah. it switched directors, writers, like every only thing that didn't switch was Ezra, which is the main thing that should have been switched. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Like so, like th- there's just no plan over there, and I don't think I think you know I'm. I'm not trying to dogpile on the universe. Right. I want that to be successful, but um, I don't think my point being, I don't think anyone was going like, okay, so Aquaman two will come out. Then they just go, uh, Aquaman two is ready. The oven just ding, put it in, pull it out, serve it to everybody. Like that's how that plan is going. So I think what happened with Aquaman two is so obviously it tested and it tested terribly. Uh, and I think they went back for reshoots and trying to, and trying to, you know, three rounds. Yeah, three rounds of issues. They tried to put band aids on it, and that's why it came out after Blue Beetle. I think it was slated before Blue Beetle, but then they're just like, "Oh no, this is a dumpster fire. We can fix it. We can fix it." And kept and it kept on getting worse and worse yeah. and worse. And now they're at the point where it's just like, "Well, we just got to put it out, and you know, we'll just make Dog. we'll at least make some money on it." And the other thing too. um, you got um the 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 um Amber Heard thing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it it seems like 
you know, and I I watched the Amber Heard versus Depp documentary on Netflix or whatever. Cause I I'm not gonna lie, I was not that interested in that shit when it happened. I didn't follow the trial. <laughs> uh, not not you know not, and that's not like bias for her or him. It just was like extreme white people shit. Right. <laughs> it's like okay, all right, but um, it seems like DC was on some like. We think Amber Heard did something fucked up. Like, we don't know the extent of what she did that's fucked up. But at some point, they decided she fucked up enough for them to hide the shit out of her in that trailer. And it makes you feel like she ain't even going to be in a fucking movie at this point. Like, barely. Well, I mean, remember, Johnny Depp was the, like, the, the fucking darling of multiple studios. Yeah. Like, Warner Brothers, Universal, Disney. So, you know, the fact that she kind of, in their eyes, probably, with these rich white guys... Right hurt their golden goose right you know they're probably there's some bitterness there i'm sure because uh, i saw that trailer and she's barely in it right <laughs> i was like wait what like i like you, i thought i was crazy for it so i was like going back to imdb to look at like wasn't she in the first one it's like okay yeah she was a big part of the first one in this trailer she's just in there like it like i think you see her like screaming in a cage at some point and you're like oh i guess mm-hmm. they fridged her the whole movie <laughs> and said fuck that shit Pretty um much. yeah they put her ass in ice yeah, exactly. They was like, uh, you know what? Um, for some reason, the the lines, your lines got cut this week. So, uh, just some reshoots. We're just gonna do some reshoots. Uh, no, Amber, you're not in the scene. You're not in the scene. We're just reshooting it, just I, just for another take. I do find it curious though, like with the DC shit. This is how much I think that uh, Warner Brothers is like still with like Todd Phillips mm-hmm. and um, Matt Reeves, who like I like their work. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I want to preface by saying that, mm-hmm. but being like. You white guys can keep doing what you're doing because you're making us a lot of money and getting us a lot of claim. Mm-hmm. Yep. James Gunn, you're just gonna have to work with around that. You know right. what I mean? Like, but James Gunn was able to tell The Rock to be like, "You're out of this shit." Yeah. Like, it's just so weird at power dynamics that yeah. are happening mm-hmm. over there. And James Gunn has never ran a studio. Right? He's he's written and directed some really solid movies, but he's never ran, ran a studio. And based on his social media presence mm-hmm. and announcing the slate before you finish the other slate. That's just bad business. I think yeah. that that's like also been handicapping them. So I'm looking forward to the dumpster fire that is the James Gunn DCU because <laughs> I just don't think there's a cinematic audience for Superman. I think mm. if, if there was, it would have happened by now. Mm. I mean, so what about, about the old? What about the old Superman stuff? Like, would you not count you like, know Christopher, Christopher Reeves shit as as, as having a studio an audience for movies? I- you talking about the Christopher Reeves yeah, one, Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, I'm asking. Yeah, would you say those I, didn't have an audience? I mean, obviously when they came out, but, like, yeah. I don't see people, like, just rarely watching old-school Superman movies. Right. And, and, and I... Like, well, I... You know... Yeah, I mean, go ahead, Karen. I think my thing with Batman, Superman, and all this stuff, there is an audience. Like, what people fail to realize, like, people love these characters. The thing is, it's all in how it's presented to you. Because me and Roger watched the new... Uh, Superman on My Co- Adventures with Superman, Superman on uh, Cartoon mm. Network is excellent, and so I I go it can be done, and the thing is we've actually because the the thing that kills me is every time they do these white man's white, that white man shit, mm. you got to retell the story for the hundredth time. If you don't fucking know the background mm. story by now, fuck it, you just don't know, okay? <laughs> and so, as somebody who's actually been living long enough to actually see these various iterations of of all, a lot of these characters, you can present it in any way in a way 
to satisfy your old audience and bring in a whole completely new audience. The audience is there. They are terrible at deciding what to present to the audience to make them want to come watch it. What are you going to say, Justin? So, so, um, so, and, and to your point is like, like you said, there are there, some of these characters who are extremely bankable and people are going to watch them anyways. Like for instance, like, like Spider-Man is, is that character in Marvel. Everybody shows up for Spider-Man no matter what. Little kids love Spider-Man. Uh, actually, from like two to, you know, 137 love Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. On the DC side, that character is Batman. It's from two to 137 people even, love Batman. Even Batman is not box office gold because the Flash showed that. They had Michael Keaton in front and center in a lot no, of No, 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 no. But that's a, that's but that's a flash movie. A, a solo Batman movie is always going yeah. to sell. The also, problem also is- the the Batman, which only came out like a year before that, made seven hundred seventy one million. Yeah. So exactly, yeah, I, I think it was Batman, three hours. <laughs> yeah, I, like I, I wasn't a huge fan of that movie, but mm-hmm. it, it bat you put Batman's mm. name in the front, it's gonna make money. I think I, the other thing I would say with the Superman thing. I think there's definitely an audience. I think there's. I think it's a billion dollar movie. If mm-hmm. you, it's, it's just honest to God, you got to do it. Like, cause when we when Marvel started and they didn't have the right style of their shit, that shit made money because they invested in it. Like Captain America and Iron Man, people were laughing at that shit at the time. Like, who the fuck want to see a Captain America movie? Like, I remember the t- mm-hmm. but we mm-hmm. it's. Our brains are divorced from that reality now. Right. If I say who wants to see a Captain America movie, everyone would raise their hands right the fuck now. Like Chris Evans retired, and we're like, nah. If the nigga come back though, no, I, they could I, de-age him. Something. Yep. I, I might like. I might watch the Joe Biden version of Chris Chris Evans. Come on. I might watch. I might watch that mother that old version of him that was at the end of Endgame. Ooh. That was like, nope. I don't think I will. I would watch that motherfucker fight people. Because that's how much of a brand they built. Right. So I think it's possible. I'm. I'm I am. I hear you though, Brandon. I don't know if James Gunn's but, the guy to get it yeah. done because James Gunn has this thing of like he likes the weird and goofy, and I feel like to do a Superman movie, you almost have to be as earnest as that Captain America Chris Evans treatment of like mm-hmm. apple pie. Baseball. I was going to say like, what yeah. kind of Superman nice. do you do? Because. Zack Snyder tried to do this like mix between good boy, but also conflicting. It has a little darkness. Mm-hmm. We saw Brightburn, which is full dark Superman. Mm-hmm. That kind of bombed. So yeah. it's like, but if you go the full Boy Scout Superman, is uh, are specifically audit, like American audiences too cynical now right. to embrace yes. something like that? See, yes. I think, I yes. think you know I, what I mean? here's the thing. I think movies are about make believe, mm-hmm. and I think people want to believe in that version of a good person again. Like that would be the biggest counterculture move you could have right now is an actual True. good superhero with no weird dark underside. Cause none yeah. of these movies are that anymore, by the way. Like every movie yeah. except for maybe Spider-Verse is some version of like, yeah, but you're kind of a piece of shit, right? And it's like, no, <laughs> like Superman could be the yeah. the time for us to return to the theater and be like, but what if the guy with all the power was using it the right way and he wasn't a dick about it? I think people are ready to see that shit in a way that they weren't not too long ago. And the other way is now the part that's been overdone. Brightburn, the boys, yeah. like uh, yeah. it, we've had You're way right. too many, like what if superheroes were actually assholes? It's like, bro, we living in that world. We don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Yeah. They called the government, the superheroes <laughs> yeah, exactly. are the government. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm, they literally just made Homelander Trump. 
yes. in the last season. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which terrified the fuck. Bruh, out when the audience started cheering him in his face at the end, he's like, yeah, this ain't bad. I'm like, and fuck. The, no, when the and audience that crazy started him, that smile, you're like, oh, fuck. No, when the audience started cheering him and he was surprised, he was like, wait a second, niggas okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. When he like, you saw his face go like talk himself into it like, oh, mm-hmm. oh shit, they like the evil me. Well, fuck. I'm like, see, that's just life now. Now I'm just watching a documentary. Yep. I want to I want to believe in some bullshit. I want to go back to when Captain America was mad at S.H.I.E.L.D. for having like gov- like nuclear weapons and shit. Well, he was like, you know what? what? Why would America do this? I'm upset. I was like, that's what I, I want to believe in that type of white man again. You know <laughs> what? I, I, to put it into wrestling terms, if you put it into wrestling terms, We've moved away so far from the Hulk Hogan's of the world. Yeah, the, the vitamin, you know, each vitamin in your vegetables and, and shit like that. And everybody went full on Stone Cold Steve Austin. I yes. hate my boss. I want to hit him in the head with a fucking bedpan. Yes. And now, ah! it, now what? we've got we've come. No, that was a real storyline. Story he attacked Vince McMahon in the hospital, and they and he hit, hit him in the head with a bedpan. Yeah. Oh, I saw that video. Yeah. I had yeah, no yeah. context. Okay, was weird. Yeah, no, it, back in the day, it was it was dope. But so, but back now we, <laughs> we've gone back to more of the PG side uh, with wrestling, right? Which is now it, actually, if you want to see how uh, cinemas are going to go, yeah, and, and what's going to sell, look at wrestling, yeah, because wrestling has gone back uh, uh, PG, and so if. We, right. we we push back cinema back into PG. It probably is going to work, need, especially need, with Superman, because he's set up for that. We need faces. You know, like you have your heels and you have your baby faces. Yep. We need baby faces again, dog. I, like, I hope the Marvels mm. can be that. Like, because I, I don't know if y'all watched Miss Marvel, but... Yeah, she's a mm-hmm. so Yeah, she's great. that's great. That girl is yeah. a star. And so, yes. like, her yep. getting to be on, like, a, in a movie and be like, like it's it could be like a refreshing of marvel like i think we just need some shit yep. like that um i also want to talk to y'all about just like news and stuff uh because i got some articles and stuff to talk to y'all about okay. um okay but okay. I, I gotta play some music so i know where to put commercials later on so uh you know we gotta do like a, a 30 second break of just like yeah, so y'all instrumental. just some music you know, we have listeners that make these fire-ass instrumentals and they send them to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just, like, throw them in here randomly. And, and then we monetize this shit because, listen, guys, I can't do this for free. Gotcha. All right? I cannot. <laughs> One video sold. <laughs> <laughs> We're back with your this boy, is. Donna Simpson. After the pepper. <laughs> All right. Come on, back with Donna Simpson. <laughs> um, let's talk about news, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doja Cat is facing. <laughs> what happened? She's facing some backlash, Karen. Okay. <laughs> now I don't know how much. Not Doja Cat. I don't know how much you've been keeping up with Doja Cat for the last few months, but she's d- did this thing where she didn't want her fans to form like these online social media hives, like the Beehive and the Nicki Minaj barbs and all this stuff. Yep. They were trying to call themselves the Doja Kittens. And she mm-hmm. she started dissing her own fans a few months ago. Like, y'all need to go outside and touch grass. You know, d- y'all shouldn't be da da da. And so people were already like, what, what is she doing? And then 
She started these posts on Instagram. She's like, touch grass. We live in a concrete jungle, girl. Yeah. <laughs> so she's, I don't know what grass is. <laughs> she started doing this thing where uh, she does, she's doing very weird promotion for her next album. She did like a, a post where she even said her old albums were all bullshit. That's not the real her. She was just doing what she needed to do to like get the pop money and stuff. But she this next album is going to be whatever darker weirder or something and, and like it was kind of a diss to like rap and hip-hop in general with the way she kind of was on some like this is all bullshit this isn't the real me right and that was our that was like a little bit of a red flag she's had red flags in the past but you know i was like okay that's weird flex but i, I don't know what your next album's gonna sound like maybe it's gonna be rock or something um then she starts doing promotions on her instagram that are like covered in blood very weird angles of her face oh, like no. yeah in between like of course uh the occasional social media post of her like chilling with ice spice or something but it was like i'm weird i'm different and i thought i guess she's trolling to get people excited for the next album or something yeah, you know do that but the latest thing she did What's she's she trying doing? to get the white uh, audience. That's what she well, you, that, you, you you're about to hear what she did. <laughs> she, not just the white audience, the whites only audience. Because oh, no. she recently did a post of her in a T-shirt with a uh, accused neo-Nazi on it, um, <clears throat> on the shirt, um, and people you know it's like she's trolling she's trying to be controversial but then she sam hyde is the comedian he's a he's a comedian known for his neo-nazi links um like there's he like donated money to like alt-right causes and shit publicly and so she posted the picture took it down after a lot of you know backlash but then reposted it with him with the shirt cropped out and she didn't leave any comment on it, um, but it's the you know you can see from on my screen it's the same picture basically. It's just she cropped it differently. That's the one with him on it as a neo Nazi holding a gun. Um, oh and no! Then, yeah, and then the new one is this one with her tongue out where she cropped yeah. it out. Um, even if you think she is trolling, I think the fact that she would use something like this to troll and. So yeah, that says more about her than anything else. This guy also um, co-wrote the sketch comedy show Million Dollar Extreme Presents World Peace, which premiered on twenty in 2016 on Adult Swim. It was canceled after the first season. Uh, he faced major criticism for pledging $5,000 for the legal defense of Andrew Anglin, uh, the founder of the neo-Nazi website, The Daily Stormer. Um, so, of course, you know. She ended up taking this shit down, but yep. okay, 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 because I and I and I guess my thing is, I'd have been like, who is this white man? But he's a white man with a gun. That's a problem for me, even if I don't know he's a racist. <laughs> like I'd have been like, why you got this white man plastic across your chest with a gun? Well, if it was photo? the Punisher, I wouldn't have said shit. But um, it's just I think the other thing for her is she's had a past of like controversial shit. She had all that yes. stuff, mm-hmm. homo- all that homophobic stuff that popped up right after she did that bitch I'm a cow song or whatever and went viral is like here's a bunch of me saying the F word and it's like ooh what what and then she issued like an apology about that then of course you have the racial she's in racial chat room showing feet of mm-hmm. Nori shout out to Nori on Twitter but that was another controversy where she was in a 
like a Discord chat or something where some of the people in there were racist and white supremacist people, and she was in there kicking it with them. And people kind of made excuses for that. Um, The main thing I'm wondering is her path to hip-hop is not really the traditional path like it used to be back in like the 2000s and the 90s Mm -mm. where there's a bunch of men who co-sign you and therefore you get to be like in hip-hop as a woman. Right. She collaborates with black American women. Like those are the people that have been Mm -hmm. helping her to ingratiate Mm -hmm. herself. And that's even after these other controversies. I'm wondering if this could be like the last straw and you stop seeing people wanting to fuck with her because if not, she's going to be just yeah, fine. She's and been on big features and all types of stuff. Be having sometimes she'd be like, nope, charting and number one and shit. She, and it, like I said, it's mostly her proximity to black American women. And it's not a, um, it's not one of those things where to me, I think, the original post she made about her old music being like fake and she was just doing to me, I would be offended if I was a fan. Cause it's like, right. what you're also saying is I'm from South Africa and I basically was pretending to do black music for a couple of albums. But now I want these white folks. I'm, I'm going ready to go to full white supremacy dog whistle on y'all motherfuckers that like, I would be offended by that shit, you know? So yeah, I, I don't know what the fuck is going on with her, like uh, her team. And like, you know, I I honestly think that she might be going through some mental health stuff, because if you think about the transition from when she came out with like like that and stuff like in those, mm-hmm. those hits and the music videos to now, it's like there's something something kind of went a little wacky there. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's because of the pressures of the industry or just her just showing who us who she really is now right um but could, none of this is good long term for her career it could you know what be I mean? that it could be that mostly because it's so nonsensical that she would put her burn her career on fire like this but also because of how she came in and the controversy she had before she blew up it makes me wonder if like this is just how she really felt the whole Probably. time and then this is like you know, like fuck it. I don't need y'all niggas no more. I think I can. I got a big enough white audience, and I've made it into the pop lane. I'm. I'm just gonna. This is me. The me that always thought it was kind of funny to pal around with races and thought this shit was cute. And and I'm gonna just do yeah. this now. Hip hop. Yeah, you know, hip hop can have a Clarence Thomas. That's definitely possible. You we know have a I few. Mean? Like, we have a few. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure yeah. she got teased a lot by black people, like because being like biracial and being weird as fuck, talking about mood songs and stuff. So you know, and that creates that animosity that you know Candace Owens and Clarence yeah. Thomas had. But, but my thing is like, did you get picked on by us or don't? Because you was in South Africa, you wasn't with us. So who was picking mm. on you? Don't put that shit on us. <clears throat> on that. Make make some shit that make the people in Africa mad. Don't think some shit maybe that make she us went mad. A, maybe she went to a trip to Chicago or something yeah. and got she, roasted. Yeah, she got roasted. <laughs> she got roasted one time at a comedy show. Now we gotta pay. It's just like Trump. Um, but yeah. Or maybe her dad got a car done by exhibit and it, yeah. it fell apart. <laughs> and so she just hated black yeah. Americans ever since. Oh, her way of getting back at Great the culture. Callback. Great callback. The fish tank, the fish tank leaked into the back seat and she got wet. <laughs> um, in other rap news, sexy red. Uh, you know who she is? Pound Town, Karen. Okay. Yeah. I, I know who she is. Yeah. Okay. I've heard the name occasionally. But. Roger had to remind me every time. I think I actually remember this time because we keep talking about it. But he bought up before. And every time I'm like, who? So Sexy Red went on a podcast <laughs> and talked about Trump. Do you think more people are going to support Trump now in the hood like or no? 
Yeah, they support him in the hood. Because at first, I don't think <laughs> people was fucking with him. Like, they thought he was racist, saying little shit, and, you know, against women. But once he started getting black people out of jail and giving people their free money, oh, baby, we love Trump. We need him back in office. Yeah, that, a little bit of free money goes a long way. We huh? need him back. Because, yeah. baby, them <laughs> we, checks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, them stimulus checks, Trump, we miss you. That's like, whoa, Vicky, she's always talking about Trump. You see her ever? I like Trump. No, I ain't never seen whoa, Vicky. She's funny. She I love Trump, though. He's funny to me. Like, I used to watch his interview, not interviews, like, him talking to people. He used to be calling people fat. Yeah. <laughs> he just he, bold. Wow. He funny. Like, We're we need to... people like him. What well, is going I... on with rap artists going on these quirky white people's podcasts? That's Theo Vaughn, right? Like, what? Yes. Yeah, yeah. What is happening? <laughs> like... Because he's he, because he's popular. And they're trying to gain the white audience. Mm. That's, that's, that's why you go on Theo Vaughn's podcast. Theo, call me. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, no, but that's that's yeah. why you go on there, and, and and then she says, "Oh, I like Trump." Then you have all these white folks who are gonna be like, "Oh man, you know what? This 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 sexy red chick. Maybe this whole pound town thing is uh, is just a front so she can just get some lib lib money because <laughs> you know that's that's all it is. It's a money grab." I have a, a very deep thought on this that it might be too a little long, but I think this is just all because of the attention economy. Like mm-hmm. when we, not that this was good or better, but it was different. When we were coming up, you had gatekeepers and there were certain things you need to go through in order to be presented to the public. Right. Mm-hmm. So like you need to sign a record deal. You needed to get it, get cast in a movie. You needed to, something but now with you with the advent of the internet and social media you can kind of like break through without being vetted you can break through without the help and more importantly since the advent of reality tv you can break through without having talent the talent is that you get attention like you look like a lot of people's talent. I'd say Donald Trump's talent was that he can get attention. Yes. He's not remarkable in any other way. Like he's he loses money in his business ventures. He lies about how wealthy he is. He's a blatant racist. But to people who are untalented at anything but getting attention, he is an icon to them. And I think um, he... And and his iconic status is part of what uh, many Americans aspire to, especially those that aren't that talented. People that like mm-hmm. Sexy Red don't like her because they think she's a good rapper. Mm-mm. They like her as a personality. Like people that play Pound Town, they play it loud. You know, they yes. like they don't play they Pound Town in their headphones walking down the street that much. They in Charlotte, you know, I know in New York, yeah, everyone's walking. Yeah, but in but Charlotte, Charlotte, they play it loud on the, in their cars with their windows down so mm-hmm. that, you know, like I'm listening to Pound Town, this crazy get, look at me ass song. You're going to hear. I want you to look at me, too. Right. People feel like yep. the power of being looked at is the most powerful thing now, even beyond money at this point. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, somebody like Sexy Red would aspire to be like Trump or aspire to 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 like uh, she would covet his ability to gain attention and use that to get into power. So, sure, she would say some dumb shit like this. She leaked her sex tape later that night and she's now yeah. being. She's now being like, oh, someone else must have leaked it. It's terrible. I don't believe that. I believe she did leak it. Mm-hmm. And the reason I believe she leaked it is the same reasons. Like, 
well, look at this attention. I'll take any attention. Here's me getting fucked. Just yep. stop talking about me and Trump. Here's a, here's it's, it, this is even crazy. Just keep fucking talking about me. And this goes all the way to the McCarthy losing the 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 speakership of the Steve, house uh, yeah. because there's a handful of fucking republican politicians who don't want to govern they want attention matt gates is not interested in running america at all he doesn't give a fuck about nan policy mtg bobert they don't they don't make policy positions they don't try to pass laws or present New things they don't they're not they don't want to even pass a budget to keep the country open. Right. They don't give a fuck about policy, books, mm-hmm. the theater. Yes. Obviously. Right. They asked why uh someone said why is Matt Gates doing this? And then there's a picture of him after the uh speaker was was ousted, and it's just every reporter's with their camera turned toward him and their mics mm-hmm. pointed towards him. And I said that's why he did it. Because it's the attention that comes from this. It's net it's not about the job he has. It's about the attention he can get. And I think when you look at that, that that to me explains so many of the stories that we cover. Doja Cat is someone who is talented, but it's the attention that's more coveted than the talent. Like I'd rather be known as the neo-Nazi troll, you know, covered in blood, standing in Times Square. I want to be known as that more than people listen to my album because they just think I'm a dope artist. That that's how much how strong attention is, and I think Sexy Red is probably it. Just she made me think of all these different connections. And when you talk about go- rappers going on these white podcasts, same fucking thing, dog. Like whenever someone justifies like that white girl bobby whatever her name is interviewing the rappers and pretending that she oh, don't know that. yeah and and mm-hmm. and i know that her stick is bigger than that like people say she interviews a lot of people but it's that thing where the ones i see go viral are her talking to black people but she talks to all kinds yeah. of people whatever i i'm not i don't hate her or anything it's just why they go why do the rappers go on there because apparently drake's podcast with her got so many fucking views mm-hmm. Offset got to do it, and now this nigga got to do it, and that person's gonna do it because it's just chasing the attention. Because it what this isn't mm-hmm. like before, where it's like, oh, you know how you know an artist made it? You see they they got interviewed by so and so on MTV. We don't have that anymore, yep. how, you know. So that's just this white girl gets views. It doesn't matter if it's quirky and odd and stupid and low key disrespectful to black people. Hey man, yes. at least uh, at least she got eight million views with me calling her uh, a, a seasonless piece of chicken. At least, at least we made something out of that, you know. Yeah, no, that, and, that and, girl, uh, that white girl always gives the impression. Like, remember when you got paired up with somebody in lab, mm-hmm. like in school, who like clearly didn't like you, but you had to get through the project. That's how her vibe all the time mm-hmm. is. Like, we just got fucking yeah. do the science lab together. And they go our separate ways. It just happens to be a podcast. That's yeah. her vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and 100%. like uh, the the thing with Drake's new album too, where people are like going off about him. I don't know if y'all saw the Drake thing, but I, I have. Yeah, with um, yeah. Uh, Joe Button. Yes, yes, and I did, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I did listen to the album just to uh, be, you know, to to because I like to know. Okay, because. Yeah. No dianomy. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like to know. Um, also, like, um, and you can go back and I don't remember which episode the show was, but it was um, either our show years ago or it was Where's My 40 Acres, where they literally had me on just to interview me when Drake dropped that album where he's like, 
on the cover, sitting at a table with like a glass of of brown liquor or some shit or wine, whatever that number that album was. Oh, take care, take Take care. care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So whatever. Let me Google what year. Better than me for knowing that. Uh, But yeah, (laughs) Uh, but um, whatever year that was, um, looks like 2011. Oh my god. So it's been 12 years. Okay. 12 years ago, they had me on that show to interview me because I was just like, this shit is whack. This dude is whack. And I don't <laughs> fucking understand how people are acting like it's not. And the, and they were like, no, but this song, you got to give this credit, credit to this song. I was like, no. And I only listened. I think it was an album review. I was like, I only listened to this album because y'all wanted me to listen to it to review it. I don't I'm not a fan of his. I don't think I ever would be. Right. And I think I just was a little too old. You know, I'm just right. Like, I wasn't going through what he was going through. Mm -hmm. I couldn't identify with it at the time. And he apparently hasn't grown up. He's still rapping about the same shit. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is I now have no passion about disliking him. Like at the time, I was like, fuck this nigga. Now I'll be like, that's what he does. I don't. Why is everyone mad? Right. This this is the 12th album. Like, come on. Like y'all niggas is old. You never like him. You never will. And the thing is, a lot of times, every time Drake comes out, in my opinion, it shows the hypocrisy in this fucking old people. 40 and up, 30 and up crowd, it shows the hypocrisy because everybody talk about his misogyny. Well, bitch, we listen to misogyny rap too that we, we excuse. Yeah, I just think his... his Two live crew. Right. Come I think on. what happened is that um, there's an attachment to his particular personality, especially with him, quote unquote, running the game. Mm-hmm. Um where I don't I don't know if people want to believe him or if they used to believe him or something, but there's like a visceral like we need to tell everybody to notify them that he's a bad guy. I was like, who doesn't think he's a bad guy at this point? Who's left to be convinced? He makes I'm a bad person music. He disses Megan the Stallion. Oh, yeah. He talks yep. shit about Esperanza Spalding. It, it he at this point, I think he's a guy, attention economy thing, you know, going back to that. He's a guy that has talent, but understands that he is not, he's not maturing. He is not having new experiences to rap about. He's not developing any level of maturity. So what he can do is make us mad. So he's like, I'll tell you what, I'm going to talk shit about Rihanna. I'll talk shit about Rihanna. Y'all will talk shit about me. At least you're talking about me. At least I'm getting attention because if you look below the surface, my music hasn't been good for a long fucking time at this point. Yeah, it's it's crazy that he would go after the one person that sings hooks on probably his biggest songs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like that's that self sabotage is so bizarre to me. Just for a little bit more, like stretching your fame. Yeah, you know, like I think, yeah, it, it, Drake Drake's always been consistently lame it's very clear that he doesn't write a lot of his rhymes he probably has a bunch of ghost writers and shit yeah. his beats all sound the same i've never heard a drake album front to back mm-hmm. where i'm like that was worth the hour and a half i just spent yeah, listening to exactly. this and he don't be talking about shit. i've never listened to a drake album yeah and, so <laughs> i've the, never listened to a drake album never once it's so, so long and 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 so that's another thing there's a lot of us our age that don't even listen to his music right but we have a lot to say about him because the attention mm. economy 
he he finds a way into mm-hmm. the pop culture outside of music. You're not talking about his song. You're talking about that he shit on Rihanna. You're talking about why he taking shots at Esperanza Spalding. Why is he talking about Megan Thee Stallion? Oh, what's this new thing he said fighting Joe Budden on Twitter? We're we're not talking about music mm-hmm. at this point. You know, like when Jay Z put out 444 however many years ago, people were talking about the content of that album. Where like you good or bad, you were like, yo, this dude really talking about like what led to his infidelity therapy his mom's coming out story like you know like you're talking to like damn this man's getting old and like letting us know what age is doing to him and how he's trying to be a better person and shit that this drake shit is like i'm just perpetually 25 and making music for niggas that are 25 while being 35 <laughs> and, and, and 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 refusing to listen to anybody that tells me like it's time for me to get home uh the club you know you shouldn't be at the club at 35 he's right. like no 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 i'm good i'm still gonna be the old man at the club well, right. I, essentially isn't isn't Technically, this the same thing as rappers in the 90s, early 2000s, rapping about, you know, drug life and and, and gangbanging when they're obviously outside of the hood. So they don't live that life. It, I, it's just I it's just a new cycle up. I agree with you, uh, Justin, um, especially because one of the people that, you know, everybody wants to see battle Drake is Pusha T. And they're, and they're always like they're like using they're like because Drake won't grow up. I said Pusha T been selling crack on his albums yeah. my whole life. Yeah, <laughs> he all he does is talk about crack. Right. That's why his brother's like, "Hey man, I'm out. I found right. guys." Like- Mal- yeah, Malice got <laughs> saved, and this man's still rapping about crack, dog. And we don't care. I think the but see that's the thing, right? There's something specific about Drake that people feel is different than like Snoop Dogg rapping about pimping and bitches. I'm not really sure what it is. I think it's because I always was out on him. He's from Canada and he light skin. Yeah, maybe. It could be. You know, he was a child actor. I, maybe no, he's a, he's a, yeah. No, well, I think exactly. that Drake is con- like Drake is a walking contradiction. A lot of humans are, but he's like very he tries to gaslight you into thinking that he's not contra- so this, contradicting this is himself, exactly right? what like, I was going to say. If you think about Snoop Snoop is consistent. Snoop is like, this is what I rap about, but I also like to have a good time. I like to get high. Everyone around me usually has a good time unless they do some fuck shit, right? Like, yeah. obviously he grew up a lot from the 90s, like, and he admits that. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, Diana Ross called me out on my rap, my, you know, my cursing and all this stuff. So it's like, you see that growth, but Drake will be like, I'm not a bad guy. You're the bad guy. Yeah. It's not my fault. These chicks, you know, think that I'm a, I'm a you know, sucker, whatever, blah, blah, right. blah. But the thing is, I'd say for even for people like Snoop, right? Like, a couple years ago, Snoop was talking about how he didn't appreciate women rappers not wearing clothes and shit. Like, mm. like all these people are kind of, oh, like, nigga. they make the case just for themselves. That's what hip-hop is. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of comedy is, to be honest. A lot of stand-up is just, let me make my case. For me, the most sympathetic version that <laughs> makes just me look like the good guy, you know? Um, and I think for some reason, Drake has hidden people's psyche in a way that makes them feel a betrayal that I just, I don't think I ever have. It might just be because of the way I consume music. I don't think I know you. I, I, I feel like you're an artist that made a product. 
I don't, Nick, nigga, I don't know your life. You could right. be doing anything. <laughs> right. Uh, and, yeah. I don't, and I've never agreed with the it's music good. I listen to for the most part. It's like, I might vibe with it, but I didn't choose to sell drugs. So yeah. actually, I don't really fuck with that shit. I've never killed a nigga. So, right. and, and, you know. <laughs> and, 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 and also, baby, I think it's a generational thing. Because with the internet and stuff, I think the stand culture changed a lot of this shit, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Once we got into the stand culture, nobody ever wants to hear about the quote-unquote person that they stand for. Nobody wants to hear anything negative about them. And anything negative that, that you say about this person, I've got to twist it, bend it, contort it, anything I can to flip it and rearrange it so that the person that I'm standing for makes sense. Even though I don't know this person, I have no personal relationship, no interacting with this person, and anything this person does personally represents me as a human being, you know, and that's a very dangerous place so you, to be. So what are you saying now for the hate, though? Because I understand the stands are the people that love you. Mm-hmm. But these people seem to hate him and continue to like, you know. But, uh, it, but, it, but that's their stand. Yes. Love, they're loving the hate. Yes. It, it, they're it, loving it, the hate. It, 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 it's, it's, nobody it, loves it, the hate. They just they figure do, out no, a way no, to, no, no, to people, no, no, no. People, people love, love hate. hate. Yes. Yeah. I hate to hate. be like, People love to hate. As somebody who loves a lot of shit, I've been on the internet too fucking long. Anything you come out with, you're going to have a subsection for whatever reason, be it they want to be controversial, be it they just don't like you. Mm -hmm. They are very loud and proud about the shit they don't like. They will let you motherfucking know all day, every day, across all social media, they don't like your ass. Well, here's the thing. I kind of agree with you on that in that I think hating Drake is its own thing now. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a social media pile on. I'm... I try not to be the asshole about it. I just let people get their shit off. But honestly, they're more annoying than Drake now. Yes. They're more annoying than him. Because, like, you don't listen to him. You know you don't like him. Him dropping a new album, you're making it trend. It's not him at this point. You can't wait to fucking, like, see the mess that comes from his album. And then you want to pretend, like, I'm so offended. I'll be here for the next one. And you've been telling me the same story about this guy for now eight to nine years. So you you can't even stop pretending like you're giving me new information. He's a soft misogynist. Nigga, you said that 10 years ago. Like, what? why are you acting like it's new? And I think they're in denial about... They love talking about him. Yes. And so their way of talking about him but being better than the people who are fans of him, which they are better than the people that are fans of him. I mean, he got some terrible fans. But... (laughs) <laughs> they they their way of still being a stand a fan and being in the sight guys is through talking about him and going I hate him he's the worst and I think it, it especially is weird because divorce from reality this whole like he he he's terrible nobody fucks with him he gonna have the number one album he has yes, more number one is. hits than Michael Jackson at this point right is is so crazy right is at some point y'all gotta give it up the motherfucker won y'all lost. It's time to move on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm, the only thing that can stop Even if he won't. Yeah, the only thing that can stop that dude at this point would be people actually legitimately no bullshit being tired of him. Like, right now, I feel like they're fake tired of him. Like, yes. I hate yep. him. Oh, the new album dropped. I already listened to it three times, and I hate I, let, let me tell you the exact tracks I hate. I hate number one. <laughs> let, me give you, let me tell you this verse. Here's a screenshot. Like, it would really take people being like, I just don't fuck with his music and I don't care. That's the only way I've ever seen it work 
for and, somebody to fall yep. off is people and, stop listening. And also, this yep. goes back to your whole point about the attention economy. The people that hate, same thing. An event happens, yeah. their attention economy yes. is talking about that person. Yes. And so it happens for the people that like you, and it happens for the people that hate you. Right. It all boils down to what you say, attention economy. And as somebody who used to get put like this, mm-hmm. I guess I'm sensitive to like a lot of people who kind of hate things because for me, I love a lot of things. And so people that hate things, they're very vocal with it. It gets on my nerves. And so, my, you know, I'm, I'm very alert of those things. You're angry all of the time. And the people that are like that never ask themselves, why am I angry all the time? Why do I feel it's something fucked up or happening that you need to address in your real life that you don't want to address. And you bring that anger onto the internet. Mm. I just, like I said, it's, it's just been something I've been thinking about for a while, but you're right. It's another, it's just another version of the attention economy. Mm-hmm. It's, Drake Drake dropped a number one album again, and he's as he's been doing for like something like thirteen times in the last nine years or nine times in the last thirteen years, whichever one it is, he's been doing that, and so you can't not talk about it. But even but even if you say you hate it, then let me hate it to get my attention. And I think I'm over that part. And also, like to me, Drake is weirdly one of the most consistent artists. With with a Pusha T or a Devin the Dude type, he never gonna rap about nothing different, and he mm. always gonna have five or six songs every album that I'm like, that's a good uh, that's song. That's a bop. Yes, that's he has shit. Song. I'm like, oh, that's mm-hmm. a bop. Hotline Bling is my motherfucking yeah, jam. And I think because I'm not <laughs> I, because I was always older than him, I've never wanted or thought he would grow up. It just I would honestly be shocked if if he's been rewarded so much with that kind of weird incel rap shit he's been doing. I, I would I would be shocked if this nigga grew up. What like that would be the most shocking thing he did if he did a real album of like this is how I feel about being a father, this is how I feel about getting older, this is how I feel about, you know, like my being biracial, this is how I feel about, you know, being yeah. from Canada, a child. We would be like, who the fuck is this nigga? What what? Yeah. But also at the same time, we live in a world where people don't want to grow up. Right. right, so nobody's here for that shit. That's true. Right. Yeah, his next yeah. album should be called uh, Neverland. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, he's already yeah. taking Mike. He's already <laughs> taking Mike's spot. That Neverland. I don't know. He's already <laughs> taking Michael Jackson's well, spot. He, so. Yeah, and he already likes those little girls. Oh, right. oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, wow. he does. Yeah, he does. Oh, wow. You hey. gotta say it. You gotta say it. Uh, I gotta ask. I, when people say that, right, where's the proof that is he like? Uh, pedophile is that what we're saying he was like hitting up millie bobby brown and miley cyrus when they were like youngins but yeah, i thought he but i thought they were texting as like friends they were they were yeah, that was sexual and i'm texting out? a 17 year old girl i don't there's no reason for me to be doing that unless i'm legit a mentor right because so, no I, I know he was a child actor because i know he was a child actor so, yeah, but he got shot in the back and was in that wheelchair for a few episodes, and then he it got canceled or whatever. Okay, <laughs> I'm just wondering. I'm just listen. I'm just. I'm wondering because I think here's the thing: when people don't like somebody, they pile on on social media, and eventually it becomes like this thing is the new truth. And people mm. say it like he's R. Kelly, like he's got caught fucking oh, underage yeah, girls. People and no, that's the joke you made. You said it. Yeah, matter of yeah, fact, right, and I right, heard it a lot. Right. So I'm going to ask for clarity on these airwaves because I'm like, 
is that real? Because if it's real, then that's a that to me is worse than less. He makes music for twenty five year olds. I'm like, no, that nigga's a pedophile. Why aren't we only talking? I about I mean, that? he had that line, and what was it? Uh, the uh, the the Young Money song where he was like, mm-hmm. and when you turn eighteen, holla at me, Miley Cyrus, and I'm okay. just like, bro, what are okay. you? You grew up with a girl through a song, right? Okay, all right, did he? You know what so, I mean? Like things yeah. like that that are kind of alarming. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, I know. I, 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 I know I, rappers I, have said way worse, but I feel you on that. So this this is my thing. I rem- so I worked in a school and I it, you know, so yeah, you know, worked around you know as a 20 something yeah. year old working around young girls. Mm-hmm. I knew as at 22 23 year old that any relationship I had outside of this school setting with a girl who is sub 18 is inappropriate. Right. And I immediately Took myself out of that and moved away. We agree. Right? We agree. I'm only asking when people say this nigga's a pedophile, is that confirmed? Yeah, do we that's have not pictures? like I'm not saying yeah. is it not creepy or weird oh, no. that yes. this nigga is friends with a with a with another with a child actor? Yeah. That yes. part of course that's weird. Of course there's I'm just yeah. saying we it's the, like when people were saying that about R. Kelly, it was true. Yes. When people say that shit about Michael Jackson, true. it's true. And and some of y'all niggas still don't believe that so, shit. Right. So so I have to ask so, for clarity. But here's the thing though. But but here's the thing though. It, it was floating around as rumors for for many a year before it was ever confirmed. This has been floating around as rumor for many a that, year. That's why it I'm just asking. hasn't been confirmed yet. That's why I'm so asking. Like, but but well, it's a, but is, we is, can't. Is, where there's smoke, there's fire. But I don't want to treat something as true because it's a rumor. It happened yeah. before to someone else. Because there's also a bunch of rumors that don't come true that never get confirmed, and we don't go back and be like, "Oh yeah, he didn't really have a gerbil up his ass." We we still make that you know <laughs> that that joke like it's facts. I, I made I made the joke as if like you know the same way I would have made a joke about his fake supposed fake abs. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like we heard the rumors. Yeah. But what's what's going on? I don't know. I just I wanted mean, to clarify because yeah, I'm not knocking the joke. I really I'm, I'm <laughs> a, whenever I hear it, I'm like, so do y'all know something? I don't know. I just want to know, because if he fucking doing this shit, I feel like it should be the number one story. You know what I mean? Like this nigga gets caught with some with some 18 with some uh, 17 year olds coming out of his crib. I feel like that should be a big deal. You know, so far, the women I know he's been attached to have all been like Instagram models that are yeah. old enough. You know, even his baby mama was like a porn star. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Because, like, there's a thing where, you know, when, when you start hearing certain weird things online and, and, and whatnot, it, it slowly starts to come out. And you start hearing more and more and more. It's just like, I mean, how much truth is like, for instance, mm-hmm. Brandon's uh, favorite person, Cisco, right? Cisco. That's not my favorite person. What are you? He's one of your He's, he's one of what, your dudes. What, what are we hearing so, about Cisco? So, Cisco. Apparently fathered a child with a young girl. Okay. Overseas. Okay. Yeah. That's that's the number. I'm just like, if, if that's true and, and that's part of the reason. Cisco oh, wait. Kinda, so you know, so they, they are you saying disappear. are you saying that it is true or are you saying it's a rumor? It's it well, I heard it as a rumor. I heard it as a rumor, right? Mm. That's that that Cisco fathered a child of of a fan overseas that was underage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thong song guy. So I'm just, it kind of just like, so, so, so there's that, you know, like the Bill Cosby thing. I heard about the whole Bill Cosby thing, you know, years before it came out, just from other comics, like an older comic that I was has happened to talk to, or, you know, just uh, doing something. He was like, yeah, you heard about the whole Bill. I'm like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, and then I was like, well, that's weird. And then, you know, 
just Paul Moody, just like weird stuff over the over time, and everybody's just like, yeah, you know, it's kind of like you know real. And yeah, I'm just like, I, I just I think yeah, how, how did we de- delineate all of this information on this podcast? I prefer to keep that shit facts because like True. a lot I of this you. stuff is very slanderous and dangerous, and I think it yeah. only permeates people we already don't like for the most part. Like it's like. I don't like this nigga. I'll believe he did anything. That nigga murdered them people. And you're like, <laughs> like, I remember when Travis Scott had that concert where the people died in the stampede and people were legit on Twitter. Like he's going to prison. He's a murderer. He killed them people. I and I'm like, like, this, isn't there a venue secure? Isn't right. there like 12 levels of shit before you get to the guy on stage for any, for any concert. Right. Mm-hmm. When art when they had that fire at that I forget what the band was that fire where people died at, the, at this rock and roll concert, you're like, are we blaming the rock and roll niggas on stage? You feel like a fire hazard and blocking the doors beyond their purview. That's like blaming the artists for like what happened at Woodstock or Firefest. Yeah, exactly. Like, so like no, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. uh, and and also like there's been times where I've done deep dives and found out like sh- motherfuckers was just hating like. Chris Pratt shit is a lot of people just hating. Right. Uh, Taylor Swift shit is a lot yeah, of people just weird. hating. Um, and so I'm I'm very wary of the internet like mob culture because like once we mob up on somebody, we'll fucking say anything and then be like, and we don't care who it hurts or what if it's true or not. Um, that being said, like I definitely see those whispers about Drake, and I, it mm-hmm. makes me wonder if it's true. But whenever I look into it, I never I haven't found anything where people are like. You know, oh, he got caught kissing Millie Bobby Brown or some shit. And you're yeah. like, oh, there you go. Got him. But instead, it's like, yeah. they, she's, cause like they have her talking about it too, saying, nah, he's just my friend. And I text him about advice in, in like, in our industry. And I'm like, okay, so uh, this doesn't seem like, weird, this doesn't seem like but, a Leah and R. Kelly. Right. Like they don't kick it a lot. Yeah. Like it, it feels different to me. So I just want to be clear. Anyway, speaking of Drake. He did fight with Joe Budden. Uh, Joe Budden. I love the transition. <laughs> Joe Budden did his podcast as he's wont to do, and he uh, dropped some uh, uh, evaluation of Drake's new uh, album, and he said his album is uh, for children. Uh, now that now that clip doesn't want to play. All right, let me try refreshing. But he uh, said that Drake's album is for, God. It really doesn't want to play. All right, let me go to YouTube. I'll find it. Give me a second. But um. Yeah, Joe Budden said that that Drake's still making music for uh, 25-year-olds. And, I mean, I don't know that that's a lie. You know? (laughs) I'm not really sure where the offense comes in, but uh, apparently uh, this nigga Drake got uh, offended by this shit. Oh, I can find it on Twitter. All right, that's what I'll do. Um, but Drake got offended by this and wrote a long ass Instagram comment um, to Joe Button on Joe Button's page. Um, that is a very hilarious comment. Um, <laughs> oh, damn, this ain't the right video. All right, give me a second. Um, but uh, yeah, he he absolutely uh, eviscerated this now, man. I do give Drake credit. Drake is very funny. Like when it comes when it comes for joke time. That's- that, that's well, that's what I was gonna say about Drake with like Rod about like you know people have to just not give a fuck about his music. Right, he can always fall back into comedy. That's mm-hmm. actually when he hosted SNL, I kind of was annoyed because I'm like he's actually pretty fucking funny. 
Mm. And he he's funny mm. enough to mm. let them make fun of him because mm-hmm. he had this angry Drake sketch, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Yes, uh, where like all the SNL like cast members were pissing him off, and he didn't even start rapping about it. So I'm like, okay, look, he has that to fall back. He on. be so winning. He be winning annoyed. these. To me, he be winning a lot of these beefs because he's funnier than these dudes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, here's yeah. here's a clip, by the way. This this is like Yachty rapping. This is like he rapping for the children. And that's my, yo, dog, I had to look up how old this was when I finished listening to the album. Mm-hmm. You are 36. Your birthday is in 20 days. I Googled that too. You only <laughs> 37 years old. Get the f- away from some of these younger niggas and stop f***ing these 25-year-olds. I'm listening to the album. You're a 37-year-old billionaire. I get it that you appeal to the world. Loving about Cole. Like, my shit is happening in reverse. Like, with Cole, he used to rap about kid shit. I'm a grown-ass, like, real Jersey City. I want to hear how you lost your fucking virginity. And then he started to grow up. (laughs) And then the rapping sounded like an adult rapping. Mm -hmm. I want to hear adult Drake rapping for adult people. No. So that's adult people. Ain't that just adults? Yeah, right. (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and technically uh 25 year olds are adults so you can't just say that they're not adults and joe budden is not necessarily the patron saint of maturity growing up uh, <laughs> being against misogyny any of that shit like if you've if you've ever heard him like uh or just seen the things that he's literally been accused of by the people that used to date him they're not uh this is not necessarily the most woke nigga in the world uh but i think uh, I think his overall criticism is right, and that that's gonna always be a criticism of Drake. Um, but Drake replied, "You have failed at music." This is at <laughs> Joe Budden. Oh no! You left it behind to do what you are doing in this clip, because this is what actually pays your bills. For any artist watching this, mm-hmm. just remember you are watching a failure. Give their opinion on his idea of a recipe for success. A quitter. Give their opinion on how to achieve longevity. You switch careers because the things that pop into your brain had you broke living check to check. And he spelled it the Canadian way. C-H-E-Q-U-E. <laughs> oh, shit. Check to check. And raps you write had 450 men showing up to your shows in dusty NYC jeans to <laughs> screw up their faces to move music 29 and pretend you are the GOAT. Please, to any artist that's doing what they feel is right, don't let these opinions affect your mindset after the fact. This guy is the poster child of frustration and surrendering. You retired and we never hung up your jersey. We don't even remember your number. We know you for doing this. You withdrew from rap not because you accomplished all you need to. It's because you wasn't working. It wasn't working for you. I never want anybody in the generations to think that the whole everybody's entitled to an opinion is a real thing. This is a man projecting his own self-hate and the fact I did and continue to do everything he wanted to do for himself. If you need it, put in simpler terms, I own a 767. That's a private jet. He owns Mm -hmm. a modest house in the 973 and and flies first class on special occasions. (laughs) Hey, 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 hey. hey. What, what you got against people that can only oh, afford first class on special occasion? I'm in that group. Right. I feel offended. 
Hey, man. Ah! I know, but like that, that's like some like, you know, secret like text group tea that he got from some other rappers. They're like, oh, you know, Joe, like he only, he can only afford this one special hey, occasion. Listen. Like that's. I've never y'all y'all remember Godzilla the the when it came out a couple years ago and in the trailer, uh, my man I forget his first name but his last name is Watanabe and he was like let them fight yeah Ken Ken Watanabe Ken yeah. Watanabe mm-hmm. yeah let them fight yeah that's how I feel about this <laughs> they both right about each other like I've been seeing oh, yeah. people, I've been seeing people be like damn y'all gonna make me defend Joe Budden oh y'all gonna make me defend Drake you don't gotta defend nobody they sure. both right and they both right about how the other one is wrong like. The fuck? <laughs> anyway, oh man. A broken clock is right two times a day. You know what I mean? Like, all right, these motherfuckers hit both of them times at the same time. <laughs> I saw that shit. I was I was smiling so hard. I was like, and I, and the reason I started smiling is because both of them real sensitive and they listen to each other, so they gonna yep. be going back right. and forth for yep. a while. So good. The only way that this could really be capitalized to the its bet like the the highest level would be for them to do a joint album together. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be god awful. Like, best, best of both worlds, old and new shit. Knowing Joe Button's value system, he would be doing what Drake's doing if he could do it. He just can't. Yeah. He, he, if he could be the number one selling rapper, he'd be fucking twenty five year old Instagram mm-hmm. models eternally and never growing the fuck up like this none of them are better than the other nigga at all oh, no. <laughs> all right let's move to the last thing well second to last thing let's do some guest erase all right we've been okay very, we haven't been that problematic on here it's been so we gotta get a little problematic <laughs> us, right? haven't been that problematic this time for guest erase Not the worst thing he could do is Joe could come out with a a diss album, a diss track, because that should have be forty five minutes long, and everybody remember that. <laughs> everybody remember that they didn't really fuck with him. Uh, all right, let's get to guess the race. The first article is a Pennsylvania firefighter. Okay, is accused of creating fires that he helped put out. <laughs> what? He the one That's doing hilarious. the arson? He's a job creator, Karen. Uh, a U.S. Navy vet turned firefighter has been arrested and charged with starting four fires in the oh. very community he serves with the alleged rogue returning moments later to put them out. Four fires. This motherfucker was the, the, the motherfucking employee of the week and shit. Yeah, that's a that's a responsible pyromaniac. You're right. He's like, I'm going to start it, but I'm also going to put it out. I'm not going to let it burn. Which is crazy because so I've heard about this before. I've heard this shit before. It's like this ain't new, but it's wild. It feels like do. a it feels like a, a, a something that would be a bad trope of law and order or yes, very you know, much so. something like that. Like it was the firefighter who did it. Uh, I, I know it was an episode of American Dad. Uh, Andrew Bishop, twenty one, who joined Pennsylvania's Arnold Fire Department last week. Was suspended Damn, on Thursday. Last week he just started the job. He was suspended on Thursday after he was taken into custody over a string of four suspicious fires that broke out over the weekend. Was well, he there going, Oh, I'm bored. Y'all and that, everybody bored. Nobody got nothing to do. Yeah. Right. He's like, hold on, I'm gonna go I'm to gonna the bathroom. Save somebody. 
Right. Because most of being a firefighter is just sitting in that house making yes. chili and sliding up and down the pole. Oh, right. And that's it. You know, he come back all sweaty and shit. He was bored as shit. He was like, man, y'all ain't do no fires this week. They like, ain't no fires to do, ain't, Andrew. Ain't no fires. Oh, uh, like- you know what? I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back. Ugh. Where you going with the gasoline and lighters? Oh, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> y'all just make sure y'all stand by the phones, okay? Uh, so three of the fires were set ablaze at abandoned buildings with a fourth fire started at an occupied home while the residents were away. <gasps> yeah. The fires all occurred less than half a mile away from each other. Right, just long enough for his 10-minute break. It can't be even so far now. A firefighter was also injured putting out one of the fires. Oh, no! When the rear deck of a home collapsed, uh, they said, we recognize the level of public trust the community places with the fire department. We take the trust seriously. We will not tolerate these actions. We will continue to work with local and state law enforcement to ensure justice is served. He was arrested at the police review surveillance footage that captured him near the scene of each fire. Got caught on ring cameras. In 4K. The accused arsonist was then seen returning to two of the locations, along with Arnold Engine Company number two, to help extinguish the flames, uh, police said. Uh, they noticed he didn't have a criminal record when they conducted a background check on uh, him prior to joining the company last week. Uh he used to be in the navy for four years and uh yeah they they said um new kensington fire chief ed saliba jr uh whose company responded to one of those fires allegedly started by bishop said he was disappointed to learn that a new recruit was believed to be behind the blazes uh guess the race of mr andrew bischoff economy oh him white white yeah i'm going burnt ends white Okay, everybody saying white in this one. Okay, let's check the chat room. Uh, let's see, white and crazy. White black folks ain't creating work at an easy job. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good. That's yep. good. We we be, like if we worked at the fire department and you get off at five, we be leaving at four forty five. Like we we definitely be packing yep. up our stuff. Mm-hmm. Dancing in the dark, white. Ain't nothing gonna happen, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all call me on my way home if something happens. Text me. Uh, fire marshal Bill, <laughs> white. I'll turn around. Car, car, fire Marshal Bill is funny. Let me show you something. Uh, Caucasian behavior. <laughs> Francine, friend of the Flame Smith White. Okay, Blue Man Group. I'll see you if you're watching American Dad. Mm-hmm. Burnt White and White Hot Flame Bug. So it looks like everyone is saying the same thing. Everyone is saying white on this one. And everyone got it correct. He's white. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> hmm is it is it showing his face can y'all see this yeah scroll that yeah that's him oh, oh yeah hey, oh yeah wait till i show y'all this picture of him in his firefighter gear he looked like he did it don't he look suspicious oh yeah <laughs> yeah he's like oh shit oh, camera's in here oh, he did man. that shit <laughs> he looked like he just it's wiped a- the sweat off his face before he, before he did yeah. that chin strap. Yes. Oh, Yo, he looked like Smokey the Bear staring at him from the forest. This nigga knows. I gotta kill that bear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm burning your house next. 
Oh man, well, Smokey go. Only you can prevent. Oh, I'm going down. Why am I what's, running? Absolutely. What's wild is that he not only got arrested, but he also ruins his career. He can't go back to firefight. Right. Well, no, he just started. He just started. He anyway, started so last okay. week. He did. Yeah. I don't even think he had to drop four days. He was trying to make employee of the month. Like, yo, ever since you've been here, man, you've been putting out four fires a week. You, you ain't, boy, you a beast. Um, <laughs> naked woman shocks passengers by wearing nothing from the waist down in the airport. Oh. A woman has horrified her fellow passengers when queuing for a plane as she appeared naked from the waist down during the wait. Spirit Airlines flight glowers oh, no. were, were left stunned by the woman who appeared in the queue with them. A now viral clip has shown the seemingly oblivious passenger bare all below her waist with an extra small dress. Here's my thing. Spirit Airlines customers, can can you really be shocked at anything at this point? Like, No. No, no. Yeah. No. I feel like that comes along with the ticket. Like, listen, you're going to see some shit. So. I mean, we are spirit. <laughs> uh, the orange dress in question proved rather revealing as footage shows the unnamed woman standing in the queue with her backside on full display. She was spotted carrying her luggage with pictures and video posted to Reddit. The post to Reddit was captioned, when you pack extra light. And I rate... Ah, not extra light! Ooh. And I rate camera woman could be heard fuming at the particularly revealing choice of outfit. Um, Alright, let's see. Is there anything else? Oh, she said only in... Only in the fucking airport. Spirit Airlines, this bullshit half-naked motherfucker. What is this going on in 2023? Lord, give me strength. I said no draws. No fucking draws, y'all. What is this? No draws. I wonder if Spirit gonna let this happen today. It was posted to the subreddit, Public Freakout, which is a place dedicated to people freaking out, melting down, losing their cool, a bit cool or being weird in public. <laughs> Hundreds soon filed in to speak about the piece, leaving comments of shock. One wrote, a person who thinks it's okay to do this in a public plane is mentally unstable. Another rather hopefully added, has to be skin-colored leggings. It's a bit dark, bit darker halfway up the thigh. There's no way people would be relaxed around a woman half-naked. Uh, in other news, it's on another flight, blah, blah, blah. All right, guess the race of the person with no pants on as waiting in line. They don't have, y'all don't have, you don't have a name? No name, just only a picture. Uh, I'm going to oh, go with, white. like, Norbit Rasputia Black. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going white. White, okay. Brandon? Yeah, I'm going to go uh, dirty, dirty feet on the plane, open white. All right, let's check the chat room. Pussy and booty hole pink. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Headed to Miami Beach for bottomless mimosas black. <laughs> bottomless mm-hmm. mimosas hilarious. Uh, she just under- misunderstood the flyer. She's, uh, <laughs> 50 shades of extra light white. The black side of Doja Cat wanting attention. Definitely black, oh, no. probably with a big bottom. White wine white. Did she have a bonnet on, though? Black. Yeah, Monique. <laughs> was Monique mad at her? She's an influencer, white. Uh, Devil Vish just put a ghost emoji, which I imagine is white. The correct answer yeah. is, it was very divided. The correct answer is actually black. Oh, shit. Okay. Mm-mm-mm. That puts Justin Mm-mm. ahead. Justin's ahead. And Karen and, and Brandon, I got to boo you. That's <laughs> all right. Like Drake, I'm used to the haters. <laughs> uh now oh, the set no. this is this is the video uh oh, spirit oh, airlines 
half naked. What this is going on in 2023? Lord, give me strength. I say no draws. No. I say no draws. draws what, what? She sound like a black, maybe Jamaican person with an accent. Yeah. This is no draws. I wonder if Spirit gonna let this happen today. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was a sister right there. Uh, and and this the pictures are obviously you know blurred out and stuff, but uh, listen, I wouldn't have complained. Okay, this is this is my type of airline experience. I'm like, <laughs> oh, we got we 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 showing ass on the planes now. Is it ex, is it extra for the ticket or <laughs> am I gonna get a show? It's, it's still in the same price. Okay, long as I don't got pay extra. Um, all right, so far Justin <laughs> Justin is two for two. But Brandon and Karen are one and one. Yes. Now the third round, of course, is worth way more racist points. So <laughs> we'll see who can come out game. on top. Okay, it's anyone's game. Triple the points. I'm here for triple the points. Triple the points. Triple the points. Trip. Triple the race. Triple the points. Triple the points, trip, triple the race. All right. Last story. Uh, <laughs> um, I want to cover this story, but I have to find a way behind the paywall of this website. Um, wait, do I already pay for this? We'll see what happens. No, I don't. All right. Uh, let me let me <laughs> let me do this one real quick. Uh, no problem. I can find a site to give it to us for free. Um, hopefully y'all haven't already heard this one. All right. A Pentagon official mm -hmm. is charged with running an illegal dog fighting ring. Oh my goodness. Right. Oh shit. A senior member of the Pentagon's communication staff among, is among two Anne Arundel County men charged with promoting and furthering an illegal dog fighting operation. Frederick Douglas Moorfield Jr., 62, of Arnold. <laughs> Not Frederick Douglass. <laughs> With two S's. With two S's. <laughs> and Mario Damon Flight 49 of Glen Burnie and their associates used encrypted messaging to discuss how to train the dogs for illegal dog fighting, exchange videos about dog fighting, and arrange the coordinated dog fights. The Department of Justice official said in a news release Monday, Moorfield operated under the name Jihad Kennels. Oh no! Wow. And flight wow. and flight under the name Razor Sharp Kennels to describe their respective dog fighting operations. <laughs> The complaint announced by U.S. Attorney Eric Barron also alleges that Moorfield and Flight use the encrypted messaging application to discuss betting on the fights, dogs that died as a result of the fights, oh no, and how to conceal their operations from the police. They also shared media reports about dog fighters caught by law enforcement, so they knew what would happen to them. Um, Moorfield was identified as Deputy Chief Information Officer for Command Control and Communications for the Office of Secretary of Defense. He and Flight were released pending trial. If convicted, each faces a maximum sentence of five years in federal prison for possessing, training, and transporting animals for an animal fighting operation. Law enforcement officers who executed search warrants September 6th at the homes of Moorfield and Flight recovered 12 dogs. They also found in the search were veterinary steroids. 
uh, training schedules, carpet with apparent blood stains, a weighted dog vest with a patch that read Jihad Kennels. You had... And a makeshift electrical device typically used to kill dogs that lose fights. Oh! <gasps> uh... So yeah, that's that's most of the information. Guess the race of Mr. Frederick Douglas Morfield <laughs> Jr. Karen? Um based off of all the Frederick Douglases, I know black. Okay, all right. What about you, Justin? Uh I'm gonna have to go the General's Fried Chicken Block. <laughs> <laughs> General's Fried Chicken. Oh, shout out to Undercover Brother. Uh mm-hmm. what about you, Brandon? I'm going to kill Patrick Black. That's <laughs> Abusing your power, bro. What are you doing? All right. <laughs> Let's see what race they were. I thought that those government jobs paid good. Black. What is the Michael Vicks this shit? Okay. Bro, uh, abolitionist black. <laughs> Frederick <laughs> Douglas Vick black. <laughs> Fuck that man. Black. My God today. Mike Vick still on that fancy football team. Black ass DMV niggas. Oh, no. Uh, mm-hmm. 06 Vick. Michael Vick black. Black. Them niggas. This is the Frederick Douglas that... Dr. Umar is related to black. <laughs> oh, that's, that's such a good, that's that's great. Uh, Michael Vick want to be mofo black. The correct answer is everyone got it black. We got a picture of this nigga. <laughs> we got a picture of the completion. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Oh, that, Why he oh. like Mad Richards? <laughs> Oh, that haircut. Here's the worst part, right? When I first saw his picture, I thought that nigga looked like he fight dogs. Oh, no. I don't know why. I just, it was the, and I think it was a different picture even like, uh, I think it was the picture on this article. Uh, Fuck, now it's trying to make me pay. But he had a picture on a different article where I was like, this nigga look like he fight dogs, dog. So, yeah, he, wow. Just amazing work by him. You know, uh, Justin, you won. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Everybody. You know, we only have one last thing to do. Got to talk about sword ratchetness, and then we're going to get you out of here. Sword ratchetness is where we go around the globe, find different articles, and raise awareness about how swords are just out here with no laws, no rules, no regulations, and no training. Today's story, a dog walker was cut to the bone in a samurai sword road rage attack. Well, damn. A man was left with chunks of flesh and bone carved out of him after a brutal road rage incident where a motorist armed with a samurai sword attacked him and left him bleeding in a ditch. Damn. The victim, who was out walking his dog, was left bleeding in the ditch in critical condition, but managed to survive the attack in a small rural town of Caracas, south of Auckland. However, the seriousness of the injury sustained by the victim, who can't be named for legal reasons, have left the person with ongoing issues, including problems with their speech. Woo. Oh, he got boy. chopped up so bad they can't talk. Court documents uh, obtained by Stuff have Stuff. What kind of magazine is that? Stuff? Anyway, uh, <laughs> this is a website. It's just random shit of, of everything. What y'all be talking about on there? Sports? Yeah, everything. Stuff. It's just stuff. Shh. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about swords, you know, all kinds of stuff. Uh, they have confirmed the incident and how shocking the attack played out. The incident began in January when a dog walker was taking a stroll. Around 3 p.m., Darren Clark was driving his 2022 Tesla Model 3 on the same road. The court documents don't state what speed he was doing, but the dog walker was concerned by how fast he was driving and stood in the middle of the lane telling him to slow down. Now, see, I'm never on the sore person's side, really. But, <laughs> bro, you're doing too much. Okay? You're doing too much. I don't like it when people speed through my neighborhood either, but stepping in front of their car is asking for a confrontation. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you do you supposed to do what everybody else do? You do this move. You be like, vroom, hey man, you know you do that. You do, yeah. you do the oh, yeah. You don't just stand in front of the car like, hey buddy, hey, slow it down. They then they really that's gonna gall. Yeah, that's gall. Then they really gonna slow down. Slow down, give you a slow mm-hmm. ass whooping. Just a, um white. Right, I don't have his race. <laughs> Um, Bold enough to stand in the road with your dog. It's it's a white man. (laughs) As as the car passed, the dog walker slapped the roof of the Tesla with his palm. Oh, oh, you was asking for a fight. Mm -hmm. At that point, the situation quickly escalated. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. The defendant stopped his car, grabbed a replica samurai sword. No such thing as replica. Also known as a sword. It was covered by a wooden sheath. He wielded the sword. He got out of the car, advanced at the complainant. The defendant struck the complainant with a sideways swing. That hit the complainant's shoulder and then neck. The sword sheath shattered on the initial impact. The blade was immediately exposed. The sword cut the man's ear, neck, and cleaved a large chunk of flesh and bone from his left shoulder. God damn! He was knocked to the ground by the force and fell into a nearby ditch while Clark got back into his Tesla with his wife and kids. What? And drove away. That's a lesson to oh, so, kids. So what you're telling me is that was an equalizer sword. Yeah. Because this nigga <laughs> had that sword in there and it was sharp and ready to go. Yeah. Because so thing is, as a sword wheeling nigga over here, mm. most swords that you get, they're going to come blunt. So he had to go out and, and sharpen that sword and keep it in his car because he was ready for the shits. Also, that man is crazy. also, I just want people to understand a blunt replica sword can cut somebody. Yes. If you swing, like, go to one of these conventions and look at the, the swords that are replica swords. Them shit still cut. They're heavy and they can fuck you up. So you see one of these nerves with these swords, think twice before you slap their Tesla in front of their family. Because they might mm-hmm. feel like they got a thing to prove. If anything, the sheath was the fakest thing on the sword. <laughs> yep. the, sh- the sheath broke right away. Um, the sheath was like, I give up. Uh, the, doc- <laughs> the documents state that the victim was in intense pain and bleeding heavily. They got to their feet, made it to a nearby driveway where they rang the intercom in a bid to get help. No one at the intercom responded. He then tried to use his phone to call help, but he couldn't operate it as the b- blood prevented him from unlocking it. Around 3.08 p.m., the victim's son was driving down the road. He noticed his father laying in a ditch and, <gasps> and the dog nearby. Well, first of all, fuck that dog, right? This is why we fight dogs. Mm-hmm. Because, one, you didn't do shit. <laughs> Two, you didn't even do no lassie shit and go get some help. 
Apparently, like I've seen Lassie, that dog propaganda. You supposed to like go tell a motherfucker like, "Yo, I fell down if, a well." If, like, if, right, something. right. If y'all could tell Timmy in the well, y'all don't be able to say, "I'm, right. I'm, oh I'm in the ditch on the side of the road." Apparently, Mm-mm-mm. but uh, <laughs> this is why we fight them. <laughs> this is why. So I'm not, I'm not 100 not on them general side. I'm just saying, dogs got a, they got a checkered past. Look up any civil rights video. They, they don't be on the right side of things. <laughs> Uh, he, he applied emergency first aid to slow the bleeding and call the ambulance. The man was taken to the hospital. Critical condition. That must be a little small town where you land on the side of the road and your child is the one that happened to drop. Is that daddy on the side of the road? Uh, he suffered a deep laceration to his neck, but down to the bone, but without hitting the spinal cord. Woo. His jaw was also broken. His facial muscles and nerves were severed. Oh. Uh, he also lost something from his left shoulder. I already said that. The tendons in his left hand were severed. Oh, he, he has ongoing facial dropping and speech impediment as a result of the injuries to his face. And oh, wow. I bet you now he didn't let him just pass on by. Now, the driver admitted to doing the crime and described it as stupid road rage. He stated he stuck, struck the complainant with the sword inside of his sheath. He only used 50% force. Oh, shit. But then you drove away. Why you does, drove away. But that low-key <laughs> make him sound like more of a badass. Like, yeah, I only hit him with like half the skirt. I, I wasn't even trying to fuck him up that bad. He's just a bitch. Uh, <laughs> what, what, did, what, what, what did he swing? It was like 50% force. Boom. Yeah, he said it like anime. Yes. Oh, He's like, dragon swing, 50% force. <laughs> that was only half my power. Yeah. <laughs> Next time I will show you my full power. Right. Dragon technique, 200% force. <laughs> Uh, Clark pleaded he pleaded guilty to causing grievous bodily harm. He'll be sentenced in October. Yes, yeah, sentenced to the fullest and still alive. Know that know what the person did was fucked up, but you hit me and then left me. I, I'm not gonna lie. If I was on his jury, I'm not giving him the full the full extent. I'm not. Once that man slapped that so car, I'm can, like, some of this on you. So can, can, can I can I tell a story right quick? Let me make it real fast. So Way back in the day, young boy, my dad, he had a big van that he used to drive around with. He was driving through a parking lot, and some guy walks in front of, between two cars, steps in front of his van. My dad almost hits him. My dad stops, and then the guy looks at his van and slams his hand on the front of it, on the front of it. Now, father gets out the car. Now, he's at the ripe age, about like 65 years old at this point. He goes, hey, what'd the car ever do to you? And the guy, you know, starts, you know, this, this, and that, and they start arguing. The guy pushes my father, and my dad knocks this nigga out in the middle of the fucking uh, store, lays him out in the street. White people come running all over from all over the place, and they're like, oh my God. And then the guy's like, call the police. I'm pressing charges. Just so happens my mother was in that shopping center when this shit happened. She didn't see it, but she sees all this commotion, and she's just like, oh God, that's Ralph's van out there. Oh shit. So she walks in into this and she's and they're like, you're going to call the police. He assaulted him. And then my mom looks at this guy and she's like, how old are you? 
He's like, I'm 33 years old. He goes, you know, this guy's 65 years old. You call the cops and he they tell me push him. He's like, what is this going to say about you? And then the guy got up and walked away. And nothing ever happened. Wow. <laughs> he was like, I'm sorry, black don't crack. I didn't know. I'm, uh, I, I, I apologize. <laughs> I sir. thought you were young. I thought you were I, young. I'm sorry. I got to be honest, though. I was really expecting there to be a sword involved in that story. I'm glad there wasn't, no. though. I'm glad there wasn't. <laughs> I like, I like this been is a worse. positive story. It only been worse. Well, well, uh, the whole thing about it is don't hit niggas' cars. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Niggas cars. That's, that's, that, that's the PSA. Y'all would have been disappointed <laughs> if I was the motherfucker fucking judge in this case it would have been a lot of people upset with this man getting off with it uh, i'm gonna go ahead and give him a 30 day suspended sentence let's leave, leave our hands off of people's cars please um <laughs> sounds like you fucked around and found out case dismissed uh brandon <laughs> tell everybody where to go to support uh uh the uh niggas spoiling movies medium popcorn tell, tell them where to go Absolutely, folks. You can follow the show at Medium P Podcast on all social media platforms. MediumPopcorn.com for tickets for our live show on Friday, October 27th at Under St. Mark's Theater in New York City. It's in person and also live stream. So if you're not in the New York area, you can watch online. 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're reviewing Friday 13th, Jason Takes Manhattan. It's going to be a lot of fun. Again, tickets are available at MediumPopcorn.com. Thank you guys so much for having us. Anytime, man. Can people Appreciate still it. get right. y'all's merch? Because, you know, I'm rocking the old school. Oh, yeah. T-Public.com, baby. Go to T-Public. Get right, y'all merch. Show up. Show up today's live show with the merch, dog. See if they'll sign it for you. All right, y'all. We'll be back uh, tomorrow or throughout the week. Until next time, I love you. I love you, too. Mwah. Mwah.